Hi, everybody. It's me, Seisha. I'm so excited you're here to hear about our adventures. Hello, and welcome to D4, where I, Dustin. And I, Devin, Codium, a 5th edition game of Dungeons and Dragons. At Southern Fried Gaming Expo. In front of a live audience. Uh, we love doing these live shows and getting to meet our fans, so if you couldn't make it out to this event, hopefully we'll see you at the next one. Uh, we're going to keep announcements short this week, so let's get into it. Uh, as we are hanging out here at Southern Fried Gaming Expo, we want to thank all of our amazing sponsors, Die Hard Dice, D&D Beyond, Beetle and Grimm's, Eldritch Foundry, and Meeple Madness. Make sure to get your free Idle Champions chess code by using the code at the bottom of the screen, for those of you watching on Twitch. And we will not have our weekly Twitch giveaways this week, as this is pre-recorded. And we can't announce winners. But when we are not at a con or event, make sure to catch us live every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific, on twitch.tv slash d4rpg. And keep up with all of our announcements over at d4dndrpg.com. Uh, and since we're at a live show, let's just kind of go down the table, uh, introduce who we are and what we're playing. Let's start at the far end down there. Hi, I am uh, Cadkins, Katie Adkins, um, and I play V. Vetterock, who is a Goliath Barbarian. Yay. And? And I Paladin? am... Oh, right. Well, she's mostly a Barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about subclasses. <laughs> she moonlights as a Paladin. <laughs> Hello, I'm Rhea Sunshine. I play Vinley Galanodel, the meanest elf you'll ever meet. She's a necromancer and a death cleric. She's a sweetie. She's really fun at parties. <laughs> really livens the mood. Yeah. Hi, I am Katie Downey, a.k.a. Goblin Katie, and I am playing Seisha Valispar, the Asimar Paladin Rogue. I'm Dustin Fletcher, one of your DMs. I, I'm Devin. I'm one of the uh, those other ones. <laughs> Wait, other ones? <laughs> I play many. <laughs> I am Ellie Collins. I play Karina, the dwarf uh, Circle of the Stars druid. And I'm Ethan Monsoor. I play Harold Hovelton, a College of Lore bard and a Hexblade warlock. And our special guests, Christina Peretti and Jeff Baker, will be joining us later at a dramatically appropriate moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's for you, Jason. <laughs> Without further ado, let us immerse ourselves into the chronicles of D4. Last time, on a determined daughter and disastrous disclosures, the BFGs caused the surge of patrons to flood their bar after Finley beat Aiden in a necromancer battle of undead. The group spoke with Alina about a dark energy she felt permeating the Blackstaff Tower and how she thinks Aiden or Master Cost is behind it. However, she assured them that she was also assured by Vajra that Master Orbeard, the Master Abjurer, will make sure the tower is protected. Vinley uses this warning to scry on Aiden, who she watches be scolded by the Master Necromancer for his foolishness and ego. You're putting but she, nicely. <laughs> <laughs> but she also sees Aiden secretly defy his Thean teacher in favor of a new master who toils with the dark side of the weave. As the group discusses what to do about Aiden, Alina leaves to study for a test on the two most powerful abjuration warding magics over the city. The group then hears music pouring from the tavern as they find Harold playing a tavern shanty that has the whole crowd singing about living a good life before your name is written into the Book of the Dead. 
He tells the group his parents are working as emissaries for the Doom Raiders at the Gathala Estate and are scheduling a meeting tomorrow for V to speak with her brother and her mother to find out a little more of what's going on and hopefully convince her mother to leave the city, or at least her father. Finley messages Aiden and meets him in the City of the Dead to talk where neither of them can summon undead. He assumes she has come to admit she cheated, but she tries to get him to see the dangers of his hubris and lust for power as she tries to get him to see her as an equal by sharing her arcane knowledge before he goes too far into pursuing darker arts of necromancy. Seisha goes to Gary L and finds that some of the books she sequestered from Lord Yellowcrest and the cults of the Mother of Monsters mention the history on how the Dead Three obtained the Tablets of Fate, as well as knowledge about the first living gate and how it was opened and how the Shard Mind were created to guard over it. The next day, V is awakened by a magical paper bird letter from Uthal telling her to meet him at the Textiles and Designers Warehouse. In the first meeting since her leaving her home, V confronts her mother and learns that the history of events she remembers is different than what truly happened. As her mother recounts Ellerthak being a hero and a sole survivor after trying to rescue the Khan with the tribe. Instead of arguing with her, she convinces her mother to travel back to the mountain with her so she can see the home she left and spend a day there as a mother teaching her daughter about the people and place she once called home. Uthal privately tells the group that tensions are high between Ellerthak and Manshoon, and Ellerthak is worried about the lack of power he now holds in the city. They also learn that Project Giant Star is complete since Manshoon seized all of the Gathalan steel to complete, but for some reason Manshoon may no longer need it to enact the project's plan. The one good news Uthal brought is the secret location of Manshoon's Zintarm hideout being the abandoned and warded Kolat Towers. The party then visits Mama Uwe and delivers the phoenix flowers they obtained from the Glade of Life where she offers them either gold or elixirs in exchange for this favor. She also warns them about the spirits fearing uh, of being consumed by an entity that waits for them in the fugue. Before heading back home, the group stops by the House of Inspired Hands, the Temple of God, where Karina truly felt wonder in the presence of what she once considered royalty. The group meets with the Nimblerite automatons Nim and Techsmith Twiggy, where they see the blueprints of an improved firearm, as well as learning there are only five days left until the Celestial Conjunction. And as the party stands in bewilderment of what dark omens this may bring, we continue in the Temple of Gond for tonight's story. The sounds of rhythmic clinking from the conjoining gears the whirring of mechanical motors and chains, the soothing sound of giant metal spheres dropping into a set of big metal plates to keep everything in time, while also creating a harmony of music notes like an oversized music box surrounds you. And floating in the center are massive orbs crafted from fine metals and glass of varying sizes that once rotated in unison at different intervals. And at the center is a large orb that looks to be crafted from, or at least plated in pure gold. From there, the series of the other eight orbs now stand perfectly in unison as a celestial conjunction. The sounds of the machinery around you are loud, but surprisingly not overbearing. When you speak, you have to project your voice, but also find a nice reverb to your words as you do. 
However, the first voice you hear is the Nimblerite automatons. Inspiring. A celestial conjunction of the solar perplexus of realms space. An occurrence that is not probable, and the chances of all eight realm space entities to be within this arc, as well as any given pass, is one in a hundred raised to the fifth power. And by my calculations, that would uh, be an average of to the eighth planet lined up every 396 billion years, eh, give or take a billion. The probability may be even greater if we factor in the celestial bodies we have been observing with the telescope for the past month. Mm, yes, uh, let me turn on the solar planetary spectrum hologram. Uh, everyone, shield your eyes. Shield my huh? what? <laughs> shield your eyes. And the your newer barrel-chested <laughs> barrel construct with a brain jar wearing a top hat for a head walks over to a large double pole knife switch as an arc of lightning courses through the air, striking the gilded globe at the center. Ah! I should have shielded <laughs> my eyes. I swear to God, Harold. <laughs> the energy radiates out like a plasma arc jumping across Faraday cages, causing all other lights to flicker and dim near the darkness in the room. But now you all see eight more heavenly bodies all in alignment with the main eight celestial bodies of the realm space system. Ah, the foreign entities from beyond our stars. Whispers say that uh, around a hundred years or so ago, a secret society of sovereignty floated a city and summoned a new celestial body into our realm space instead of just perceivable realm space, floating somewhere amongst the Fulgastar. But we don't uh, believe in conspiracy theories. Same as uh, those people that babble about bipedal hippos that dress like war generals. Nonsense. Akamon, Kaiafon, Delban, Gibbeth, Karad, Nihal, Zudan, and Hadar. All aligning on God's Day. Inspiring. Techsmith Twiggy and I were expected to give a speech at the plinth on that day but we have scheduled Dr. Alexi Talbot to stand in our place. We are much too busy, and many, and many find Twiggy's new form alarming, as we discover, as we discovered on the Day of Wonders. Ah, yes, it seems a floating brain in a jar on top of Tomaton body frightens people. Uh, silly, if you ask me. It's true. People are afraid of their own body parts. How can anyone be afraid of scientific advancement? I'll never understand. But I feel more alive than I ever have felt before. No longer bound by fleshy prison requiring food, air, and sleep. So much more science to be done. Yeah, I feel the same way. <laughs> from my studies of fear from Mr. Ronto's mask, I do believe the people's apprehension is derived from the fear of facing one's own mortality. It is about this time that Vinley, uh, you walk in. Uh, yeah, you come into that conversation and say what you did. <clears throat> oh, we're talking about death. <laughs> uh, Among then, other topics. But Vinley, there is a soft hum that only you hear as you approach the two automatons. I apologize. Did you say something? I did not quite make out what you said. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't. But it, that's a perfect segue to actually why we came here. Hmm, inspiring. I thought I heard voices other than my own. Soft, faint. Perhaps another ghost haunting our facility, much like Twiggy did. Yet... I am left with the desire to make something. We Perfect. We need your help in tracking something down. Am I the only one that feels like they can't hear Vinley? I point they're hearing, to... I think they're hearing the crystal. 
over Venli. Oh. Oh, is that why you hit your chest a bunch? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were, were having I heart palpitations. I thought it was being very obvious. <laughs> Although, I would like to test this theory. Finley, would you mind speaking for me? Hello. I can hear her. You can. Okay. Okay. That's an improvement. We're doing okay. good so far. Now, we? let me get closer. And I step closer to Nim and see if the voices get louder. And it, do you focus on trying to listen to them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can hear all of those thousands of voices speaking once again. I'm kind of used to them at this point. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can you I can like choose them. to like focus on them or not. They're always there, kind of like just a thought in yeah. the back of your head. They say the uh, craziest things. If you would like to focus on them. Oh, mm-hmm. oh. Okay. okay. What's your total? Ten. Ten? Okay. You, because you've been able to do it, you're, you focus, and you can actually, of the hundreds of voices, you can make out specific phrases. You hear, we are the source. We must seal the gate. Mm-hmm. We must be fully reunited as one. We are the Verndari. We must stop what is coming. And hey, Seisha, real quick. Remember yeah. the name Ver... Ver ooh, uh-oh, Verndari. No. Vernari? No. no. It was Verndari. It Verndari. was Verndari. I thought there was an L in it. No. No, Verndari. Okay. This oh, okay. is a silent I misheard. Now we must learn Dari. Verndari. Got it. Just keep, keep oh, wait, that in your head. I got head. it. I can, I, I, I can put it in my brain. Yes. Uh, and you watch as you step forward, there is that hum vending. Nim unbuttons his tailed coat and presses the hinge sequence on his chest as it opens to reveal the pulsating white crystal suspended in his chest. Hmm. Ah, I forgot that that was what that looked like. The same crystal that is his power source, and also what re- what you remember separates him from other Nimblerite. Like the one I melted. Hey, all right. As Check his out crystal episodes. gives him sentience, consciousness. You see a complex series of emotions go over Vinley's face, Seisha, going, I could just grab that. Seisha oh. is looking at you with a distinct worry on her face. You see a very non-complex series of emotions on Harold's face, and he goes, oh, hey, it's the same thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the oh, same yeah. crystal. Yeah, the Neat. crystals were supposed to collect. Yeah, but also oh. to remind you all, just more thoughts about what this crystal did, right. is uh, the other crystals that Nim's crystal touched was able to hold a, temporan- a temporary sentience or possibly psychically charged power to it. One of which you remember being the parade float dragon mm. that only wanted to hoard and protect horses. Oh, mood. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love um, horses? Nim, what we're attempting to do People is locate the, the crystals like this. We were hoping that maybe you could construct a device like you did to track down the other nimble right. You are correct. I have made devices like this before. Like when we needed to hunt down the constructs of the, uh, within the city investigating the arson attack upon your tavern. Yes. Inspiring. Do you think you could do something like that again? If I had your crystal, unless you have become an automaton yourself, you I could it? use the resonating frequency of it to harmonize with different signature patterns across Toral. How long would that take to make something like that? 
Like, is this a day thing that I would just sit here and watch you do? I believe it would take a day or two. However, I would need a strong electrical surge in order to power device once constructed. It will take us approximately two days complete, but we'll need... Does magic lightning work? It will, yes. Then I can help you with electricity. It's simple. Two days of five. Two days of five without... Yeah, that does take a lot of our time for whatever is in five days. Well, I believe you. You do not need to be here for its construction. Mm. Mm. I have theories about what's coming in five days. I think that's going to be when the cultists of the dead three make their move. Mm. Whatever they're planning. So... Just so you know what you're getting into, there is an entity coming from the void, probably related to those five heavenly bodies that you're seeing from beyond our realm. Eight. Eight? I'm sorry, eight heavenly bodies. There are eight within our realm space and eight more. Right. That's fine. Um, I, I think that the... Dead three are going to make their move to topple Ao and this entity coming from beyond our realm space is going to attempt to make his way through at that point. Inspiring. That's one word for it. I knew that 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 whatever you were going to say was going to be extremely bad, but yeah. Ao. Yeah. That's a ah. big swing. Sage. That'll be fine. We have the power of God. We'll crush them with science. Um, speaking speaking of uh, science, Spark Lord, um, may I potentially go to the observatory today? I do not see why not. Just have some things I, I... You've given me a lot to think about. As scientists should do. You should always think. I'm not so good at that. You'll get there. I've been trying to get there for a long time now. I don't know, Harold's not really a scientist. I'm not a scientist, I'm a charismaticist. The world needs those. I'm, I All made right. those up. I am very, think that's well, a word. That's fantastic, that's very creative. I am very interested in this new science. Well, not everybody sure. can be taught. It takes a real specialist. My calculations are exceedingly beyond that of a uh, mortal's mind. That might be your, your biggest limitation. Inspiring. But Karina, you see that above you there is like a uh, catwalk grate system Mm -hmm. and there are lifts and stairs that lead up there and that is where the great observatory is and there's a massive telescope that looks out past a uh, glass dome. Already halfway up. Okay. (laughs) There there she goes. (laughs) Okay, bye. Wow. She is badass. She is nimble. Uh, As you go, uh, Twiggy goes... Uh, would you kind of take the stairs or the altitude converter? Do the converter. Do the converter. Do it's, the converter. It's, what's, what's the converter? It's life-changing. <laughs> and he'll motion to a platform. Okay. I'm going to step onto the platform. Okay. And he walks over and he pulls a lever and it catapults you up. <laughs> and you just go flying through the air as you are just launched through and as you are about to uh, slam into the wall... Uh, a massive uh, 
explosion goes off as this like inflatable airbag opens up and you slam into that and then as you fall down another contraption opens up and a net catches you and then lifts up and drops you down onto the platform they made and i'll just changes. look over at everyone that was great oh i missed the circus but i want to uh go to the telescope okay and he said eight in this realm, and that they can see ones beyond. Uh, there are many I, stars yeah. in, the, in the night sky, obviously, but where it is fixated currently is at that line yeah. of planetary alignment that you and Seisha were looking at when you were outside the city. Yeah, I want to take a closer look and see if... Shot in the dark. I want to see the brightness of the stars around this convergence. Okay. Give me a perception check. Okay. <laughs> oh, thank goodness I'm decent at that. Uh, 15. 15? Mm-hmm. Uh, what exactly, like, I know you're looking for how bright... Essentially, um, as the stars started going out in her world, she's trying to see if as these are converging if there is an effect creating around the convergence that is different than the rest of the sky. Okay, yeah. Uh, you see that the area, not only is the area around them a little bit more void of stars, and you're thinking maybe that's just because of where they used to be scattered, they now have moved, and so there is that blank space of where they used to be, mm -hmm. but it's also you see an unnatural glow to them, very similar to the color out of space that you saw in the yellow crest type situation. I, I'm oh. going to slap you. <laughs> uh. Or also uh, UV light. <laughs> <laughs> in non-fantasy terms, yeah. UV light. Uh, okay, and then I am also just quickly going to just look at a couple constellations to write them down. Okay. Um, you... Just ones in the general vicinity of and, this. Uh, Twiggy and or Nim will help you like with the quick alignment system because it's yeah. a massive telescope. She so. picks up on it unusually easily. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, you pick out some of the ones that Seisha has uh, yeah. like lined up for you and stuff like that. And you see... Some of the constellations to get your bearing, at least on this hemisphere of the world. Okay. Karina, can you put it on Mistress Star Circle? Uh, I need coordinates. Uh, oh, oh, I, I don't. It, it's that one. <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> Nim and Twiggy will help you. Uh, although, because I know what you're going for. Although yeah. the circle is also known as a, an eye or evil eye, mm -hmm. it is not out of alignment. I am looking to make stars. sure the central star that used to be there long ago is not there. Uh, it is not. Okay, that, that comforts me. Thank you. <laughs> Alright, that's it for me. Okay, um, but we can skip forward uh, and time is going to be a little weird because we're doing three mm -hmm. days mm -hmm. and we can just say, hey, this is what you learn oh, on the third it's day. It's real wibbly wobbly. Okay. Time time. <laughs> Trademarked. Uh, <laughs> but 
over the next three days, Nim and Twiggy use their concept of the nimble right detector and harness the resonating frequency of the crystals. And on the third day, you see they have taken the large toral globe from the orrery and affixed a longitudinal and latitudinal series of ornate, looping thick copper wires. And as either Vinley or Karina, because I know you have access to the spell being a druid, uh, can call lightning. Mm. Uh, you don't have it. You can change your spells every day. Yeah, I don't. I don't have it prepped. I prepped it. Yeah, that's fine. Prepped if you, uh, <clears throat> I have witch bolt. It, that's it's lightning. Lightning damage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, as uh, electricity electricity is pumped into the machine, it causes an electrical current that rushes over the copper wires, creating an electromagnet tuned to the frequency of the crystal that you offered. Did you offer? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now floating in the center of the Terran glass orb. And again, it is massive from the size that it was in your in your chest. After a few minutes of the metal marble swirling across and through the rails of the copper wiring, they eventually lock into three locations, each to varying degrees. A small amount of three marbles lock into the area where water deep should be. A massive cluster of marbles locks above the eastern edge of the Sea of Fallen Stars, near what Twiggy tells you to be the ruins of Ordulin, the last known Netherese city of uh, Sakors, which crashed in 1484. What was the name of that city? Sakors. No, ruins of Uh, Ordulin. Ordulin, thank you. O-R-D-U-L-I-N. Got it. And the last marble faintly falls and locks into place somewhere over the trackless sea. It looks far east from Faerun, nearly across Anchorme, the continent above Maztica. Vinley, you know exactly what lies here and why it is not marked on this map. You're home. Oh. 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 Yeah. Yeah. See, I knew we'd have to go there. No. Yeah. What? What's wrong? Vinley's never been stoked about her homeland. I mean, I know we're going back, I and that. I've made plans to go back, but the introduction of a piece of the source into the issue that I already know is happening there? Not thrilling. Oh. Yes. Oh, we can add another name to the list. Which list is that? What list? The list I put together of everybody who's working with the Elder Eye. It's extensive. Inspiring. Very. So inspiring. Inspiring terror. Mm -hmm. Just real inspiring. Real inspiring. Lovely inspiration. I mean, at this point, wouldn't it so be safer to assume everyone's working with the the, the Elder Eye and the well, Proven Innocent? There's the, there's the Elder Eye's <laughs> cult. There's the Dead Three, the Dead Three's cult. The Mother of Monsters. If they have a cult, cult, there's totally more than three of them. That's a stupid name. Well, they used to be the Dark Three because they were like dark and evil gods. And then they all died in the, the time of Dark troubles. Three? They sound like they're in high school. They're so very, like... <laughs> Yeah. They're a very my arcane romance. Yeah. No, I you see Twiggy that. like staring at the marble that's over where uh, Evermeet is. I wonder what lies here. Is it deep into the fathoms or is there something hidden? It probably is just simply at the bottom of an ocean, and I'll, I can find that easily. 
If only we had the Scarlet Marpanoff. I don't want to talk about that. What? The I kind of want to talk about that. What's that? What's a, a submersible that we created that was stolen. Stolen? A Temple submersible? Of, of the Lantern Islands created it. It was stolen from that island. A submersible like a sea vessel? Yes. Did you see the model of it downstairs? It looks like a manta ray. Yes. Yeah. Uh, That's what they're talking about. Yeah, I wonder what happened to that. If you did have it, could you fit in it? Yeah. Just making sure. It's not the model. I know it's not the model. (laughs) Do you? What is this? A submersible for ants? (laughs) (laughs) Although I do believe we could probably create something to shrink ourselves down to use something of the sort. But could you come back from that? That is an entirely different matter. Yeah, start moving and start putting stuff together, and he's lost. I I think we're good. I I think we're we're. I mean, if you want to build that for yourself, go for it. But um, we're good. We're good. (laughs) You see, he's completely super good. Yep. Yep. So I hate. I know you just worked a really long time to put this whole thing together. Is it going to break when I take that crystal out of it? No. Cool. Yeah, and mm. well, you'll be assisted by like cranes and different like oh. uh, machine. No? You reach out, and it just <laughs> and appears in your armor. I think we've bonded. It. it was inside. It has to be taken outside. Didn't That's do that. probably yeah. fine. I feel uh. loved by many people having this item. Mm. Whenever I get sad, I just kind of close my eyes. How many marbles were there total? Mm. Three. 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 Okay. There was mm, four, but there Five. was three locations. Yeah. Okay. So I think three, three are in, in Waterdeep. There were three marbles in Waterdeep. Right. There was a cluster of marbles at the Sea of Fallen Stars. Cluster. And there was a single marble over the trackless sea. Three. Three. In Waterdeep. Yes. Water we know mine. You, Rainier's. Rainier, and Nim. Ah. Uh, cluster. I forgot. <laughs> Of Sea of Fallen Stars. Okay. We just found out. How did you already forget? It's been two days. <laughs> Touche. Oh, it has been two days, right? Yeah. So I can long rest? Uh, <laughs> no. Things are going to be... Yes, you can. Yeah, yeah, everybody can long rest. Yeah, we're, we're, that's only for spell storing purposes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're well over... My apologies. Where was the single one? Uh, Evermeet. Evermeet. Yeah, just put mm-hmm. Evermeet. That's the singular one. You never I can know guarantee one of two people has it. Level five. I'm really hoping it's the the one that's family. I mean, both are bad case scenarios. I think the family one is the better case. She is weaker, I think. Yep. That's not so where I was going. Eventually, mm-hmm. as you guys return back to the tavern, uh, you are greeted by the sounds of a dagger thunking into wood, forcefully followed by the groans and cheers of what you can only assume is some sort of competitive betting. Mm. Leaned against the wall is a table with a crudely painted target, and one of the patrons has his hand held up against it with a dagger placed between almost every finger. Then you see... Oh, uh, then the man clenches his eyes tightly shut as the final blade sinks into the wood between the last set of fingers. The crowd exclaims as you see them all step away from a thin man with dark-lined eyes under a black bandana tied around and covering the top of his head. His dark black and red clothes are loose-fitting but practical, with many sashes wrapped around his waist. 
However, what catches your eyes the most are the absurd amount of daggers sheathed against his form and the twisted smirk of his Van Dyke goatee and devilish grin. I hear you go, Spectre. Uh, ten gold pieces for my winnings, for use of the table, as promised, and another twin. A ten to whoever can tell me where I can find a strong lass by the name of the Unbreakable. Oh. Oh, oh I can tell you. I. She's right there. We, uh, it's Sisha. not me. Don't look at me. Pay up. Mm. He'll reach in and... Uh, Diamonds aren't free, y'all. Flick you a platinum. Thank you. Friends are more expensive than diamonds. Damn, I am sad I'm not the one in the fight, because I wouldn't mind getting in a tussle with you. Oh. Yeah, you would. Who? Yeah, you would. Hey, he looks straight at me. Oh, no. Anyways. Uh, she just sort of does like that like weird, like, <sighs> uh, You uh, the one they call the Unbreakable? Uh, yeah. Name's Tommy. Tommy Gallows. And, uh... <laughs> Tony, wait, wait, Tony Gallows? I have that effect. Oh, I've been here before. Damn, I didn't think I was. Now your reputation precedes you. Oh, why is your reputation, Sasha? I don't know you. I... Ladies, man. Oh, okay. Not really? this lady. <laughs> I was hoping it was something interesting. I what did you away. want with the Unbreakable? Uh, well, I'm not here. Uh, I'm actually here on my captain's behalf. Who? Oh, Captain, no. Uh, Jack. Oh, Madigan no. Madigan is calling oh, no. you out. Well, we are in port. It's been a while since uh, Cap has had a real challenge. Not really uh, anyone oh. since Kozig the Crusher, Ugluck, the and Balin's prized half-ogre fighter, uh, but apparently you beat him twice, now I heard. I did. He has a damn good smile now, though. Anyways, time to see if uh, all that brawn is more than just beauty. I offered to pay for his teeth. I did nice. offer to do that. Um, well, he's got some pretty pearly pearl whites, a couple gold in there too. It's anyway. Wait, are we talking about the same person? Yeah, we are. I think I think he went and bought himself some teeth. Oh. With the money you gave him. But uh, good. I'm glad. Anyways, <laughs> you think I'm the lady killer? Whew, wait till you meet Jack. Anyways, uh -oh. who is this guy? I keep hearing about him, and everybody always tells me he's charming and short. And those are the two things I keep hearing. And that I could probably beat him up. Mm. No, I never heard that one. I, I've, I've started <laughs> I that one. I started it right now. Just oh, oh, right now, right now. I've oh, heard man. that before. Right that is a tussle I cannot wait to see. I, I definitely you heard can. a lot of people saying mm. we would beat this guy up. Well, why don't we go meet him? Okay. Oh, like right now. Right now. Right mm. now. That's are you what happens when a, when a challenge is thrown. You know, the gauntlet has been thrown. But yeah, are you, you can take him. Are you carrying yeah, this target? Did you bring this here? And I'm pointing like to the... Oh, you, you I paid see, for that. Yeah, you see Where it is, is one it? of your tables that he flipped up, crudely painted a target on, and then paid leave. Ten gold. Ten gold, which is an absurd amount of money for a table. Fair, but I don't know if I want to continue being this kind of bar. <laughs> <laughs> you right, get one. I mean, <laughs> everybody looks Clearly happy. we need to set up a games area. Fair. What about it, V? I mean, you want to do it? One fight is enough in this bar. We oh, can go so somewhere now else no one else gets to fight here because you got to fight here? You know what? Fine. We'll fight in the courtyard. <laughs> we don't have to fight in the courtyard. We're going to fight in the, in the, the bloody oh, fist the where we've always oh. done the fights. That place smells. Like, otherwise, what, they're not going to... We have you a could. reputation to protect. 
Also, Ew, you're not a registered people. licensed fighting pit, yeah, so exactly. it would be illegal. Oh, there is <laughs> you have that, a fighting yeah. pit called the Bloody Fist? Yeah. Then I take it on the nose, don't you think? No. <laughs> yes. It's, but I mean, you always know what you're getting into when you go there. Marketing, That's I guess. Fair. I don't know. Yeah, you know. It is what it says on the tin. All right, V, you want to do this? Yeah, let's go. Why not? Let's what go. Else do today? You got this. Uh, and you'll see him flick uh, one more coin. Uh, towards the bar uh, as he'll grab a bottle off of it. The coin stops and he just turns and walks out. All right, let's follow. Uh, nice place you got here. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> this is okay. setting a very So why do they call precedent. you Gallows? Oh, you know, reputation. Cool. Yeah. How many times have you been like hung? Harold Always. Bad Joke. Oh. <laughs> and those no, were the, Harold uh, a higher pe- passive oh. uh, perception. Uh, we'll say 18 or more. Yeah. You'll notice that there is like just a red scarring wrapped around his mm-hmm. his neck. Looks like a, a, a permanent like a rug burn. Just because but divine sense. <laughs> Normal. Okay. okay. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. Then face But I've been unsuccessfully just... hanged. 13 times. People wow. hate you. Oddly specific number. Well, I feel Lucky like thirteen. I, I, at one point, do you just start to lose count, or? Yeah, I feel like that's a point really of pride it. that you wouldn't lose count on. It's kind of fun. Well, all right, <laughs> let's go see this Captain Jack. Yeah, <sighs> let's go. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so, excited. Uh, you guys, your own crew? Yes. Yeah. 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 What can I say? And I touch my hat and it turns into a captain's hat. Been charged of this crew for a long time. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's tough being the captain, but you know, it's what I do best. Every single feminine Okay, all right, turns. all right. So I'm not the captain, but I do have a captain's hat and I'm friends with multiple captains. And it's very fetching. I. What can I say? I'm the most fetching non-captain there ever was. We like to let him play pretend. What are you doing later? Can you Sorry, play? I'm taken, but otherwise I totally would. You're a handsome guy. I mean, they can join. Can no, you be not, a not captain without a boat? Or do you have to have a boat in order to be a captain? We have captain a boat. Is a go- a bo- we have a know. boat? No, a we book. do not have a, have a boat. boat. It's in a book. No, that book We have a book closed. that happens. We get into a that lot of weird shit, Tommy. Let me just go ahead and lay that one out right away. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but you guys talk about a lot of personal stuff in front of people you don't know. We have lost our edit button over the last I have that four effect months. On people. They're gonna find out eventually. <laughs> Not me. Yeah, I, I mean, in be two me. days they're gonna know. But you all make your way to the bloody fist in the stenching streets of the field ward, and as you approach, you already oh. hear the crowd from two streets down, even oh. against the hoarse shouting of the hawking fishmongers. You see children standing on stolen crates trying to look through the broken windows and over the heads of shouting drunkards and spectators. You hear the wail of someone as the echoing pop of their shoulder dislocates and rings out over the crowd, causing the crowd to erupt in a cheer. Mad Jack! Mad Jack! Mad Jack! Mad Jack! Let me down, crowd. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Looking at you all. <laughs> there it is. There it is. As soon as you are noticed, V, 
The crowd that fills nearly every square inch of this place parts like the Red Sea. In the center of the ring, you see a large man being helped up, his face bruised and broken, his eyebrows bleeding, and the sides of his head now disfigured and bulbous from massive swelling hematoma contusion. He is barely conscious and raises a thumbs up from his non-dislocated arm, causing the crowd to cheer with a frenzied joy. But waiting in the ring, not taking a seat on the bench, re-wrapping their arms and hands, and replacing the old blood-soaked bandages is a small figure. Christina, if you could please join me. And and if you don't mind, uh, tell the players and the crowd uh, what they see. Jack is a small figure. (laughs) A little taller than me, though. Uh, Lots of lean muscle, though. Really leathery, like maritime kind of skin. Um, As you already described, some bloody bandages wrapped up, like halfway up their arms. And... um, Still has a waistcoat on over a button-up shirt <laughs> and um, big heavy boots. Do they have a captain's hat anywhere near them? <laughs> on the bench behind them. Okay, Harold touches his hat and it changes to look sort of like that one. Oh, that one looks good. <laughs> it's a little tighter. Oh. <laughs> Come on, guy. <laughs> I look at my hat. <laughs> Hats jealous. Hats like, how dare you make me look yeah. like that? No, no, it was like, I want, I want to look like that hat. Yeah, like, okay, like, cool. <laughs> 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 Am I not good? My hair is kind of sticking out awkwardly from underneath it. Oh man, the rest of you notice a man that you recognize in the far back room. Mm-mm. He is bald and much like Tommy, has a Van Dyke goatee and an amused grin. However, his mustache has a debonair twist that causes them to curl at the ends. You remember him as Liam, the man who first let you in on the secret organization of the Unseen that he was hunting down when he visited your bar just before you left town. He seems to be engaged in conversations with a beast of a man. His attire makes no attempt at hiding his profession of being a swashbuckler. His hair is long and messy as it hangs in front of his scowling face below his aged leather tricorn hat. His face and arms exposed from the rolled up sleeves are scarred and covered in thick dark hair. When he speaks, as seldom as he does, you notice that he has enlarged and sharpened canines from both the top and bottom rows of his teeth. What is everybody doing? I'm mesmerized by whatever I'm saying. I, I'm making my way over to Liam. I <laughs> lean over to V, and uh, I very nervously lean over and tap you on the shoulder, and I go, hey, yeah, you, you got this. I mean, like you're like three times that guy's size. Yeah, I can beat the shit out of this guy. Yeah, they don't, they don't <laughs> look so <laughs> tough. Yeah. Yeah, I give you bardic inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> can I stack you yeah, to beat him up? Uh, of course. Yeah, I'm just going to quickly tap me. You got this! And cast Guidance. Then we're going to share a look like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you watch Tommy will walk over next to uh, where Liam and the other gentleman is and actually, like, nudges him and, like, nods his head towards V uh, as just completely interrupting and not caring about their conversation whatsoever. 
uh, as you watch as he just kind of with this like grin on his face knowing that he's probably pissing off this guy with the uh, canine inside you know the, the sharpened teeth um, and uh, kind of motions you see him kind of look over his shoulder but continue the conversation uh, at which point he'll seeing you making your way up uh, he'll Tommy will engage you in I, I would like to read Liam's lips as I'm approaching. Yep. We'll, we'll, we'll get to we'll that. We'll get to that. <laughs> so. Um, as he's speaking with uh, the gruff, like, long-haired pirate, yeah. um, uh, you you see that they're just talking about Jack. Okay. Mainly. Okay. At this, as you're making your way. Okay. Um, but. Oh, is there some place to place bets? Always. I would like to go put a hundred gold on V. Me too. Is there a sign-up sheet? Where do I go sign up for the fight? <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you walk in, you're signed up. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, because, I mean, up on the board, it's, you literally see the top name, Mad Jack, directly under it, the Unbreakable. Oh, cool. those Those kids that were outside, do I get the impression that children are not allowed in here, or maybe that those kids just couldn't afford to get in? Uh, it is not a pay-for it, bar. It's, it's more along the lines of it's so packed that it, they're just like hot, like looking in the window just to see what yeah. they can get because it's just okay. you know. Yeah. Fix that then. I was gonna okay. sneak the kids in. Uh, yeah, it, it would. They actually have a better view right now, yeah. unless you could get them into the top balcony. But as you look in the top balcony, you see that it is reserved for. Um, uh, healing purposes. So anybody that is, you see the guy that just got his uh, arm dislocated is being tended to mm-hmm. by the uh, priests of Torn. Tempest. Or Tempest. Tempest. Yeah, yeah Tempest. Like up top. Mm-hmm. That's basically the the infirmary. Does it seem like an open infirmary as in like uh, like fighters are coming with their own personal, like kind of how boxers have their own uh like doctors med people with them uh there there can be that yeah um it it does not seem like that is the standard practice because most people that fight here don't have the me like financial means or reputation to have their personal (laughs) doctor i just want to give this kids a good like good view of this uh could i try to pass myself off like these personal medic sure Sure. go ahead and give us a a persuasion i'll also put 100 gold on b yeah. So we're either about to make That's a lot an eleven. Of- I tried. <laughs> <You're broke. laughs> I'm um, going with a lot of money. They they Sorry believe you, but yeah, they no don't way. give you access okay. to the uh, upper landing. Okay. Yeah. Then I'm just gonna find uh, a chair to stand on so that I can see too. There is a holy symbol carved into that. It is a shield with a sword that is emblazoned with fire. Okay. Uh, and just even just asking around, you you learn that Tempest is the Faerunian god of war and battle. Walking away. <laughs> but, V, you enter the uh, the ring. Yeah. Also, really quick, what does Guidance do again? Add a you D4. get an extra D4 to just skill. your next skill check. Okay. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. All right, yeah, I yeah, enter the ring. I seem time? like... No, just skill check. Just like, skill checks. V seems like totally... Wow. Wow. That was my theme music coming in. (laughs) 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 Amazing. Um, Whatever that was. Hey, you got me. And uh, (laughs) 
don't she just know seems like super, just totally unfazed. Not even like she doesn't seem hype or like scared. She's just sort of like, all right, I guess we're gonna do this. And as you step into this open ring, uh, you hear Balin, the dwarf you fought, fought the the second time, mm-hmm. um, uh, ring out from atop overhead. As she says, "No weapons, or you will be disqualified." No outside interferences, or you will be disqualified. No mercy, no tapping. Knockouts, and no death. So, you like, basically, you can't have a knockout, but there's no killing. And winner, be blessed by Tempest, as this is a championship match. Cool. As it is the top two names on the board, and you see people going wild... Uh, just forking over money towards uh, Ugluck the Ugly. Uh, well, if there's no weapons allowed, V can't enter the ring. What? <laughs> oh, I get it. Yeah, what you did there. Okay. Wait, Ugluck, or not Ugluck, but uh, the ogre. I looked for him. Cozy? Yeah. 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 You see him? yeah. What's his teeth look like? Oh, they are full, they are gorgeous, and he's got two gold teeth. Yes. Hell yeah, he does. Okay. His smile looks so better than that mine. Broke his yeah. teeth. <laughs> yeah. And, he's well. just, and, and he doesn't stop grinning. Oh, who wouldn't? And, so and he's so proud. So proud. Oh, I love him. Get <laughs> <laughs> him a toothbrush. Hello, it next is nice holiday. to meet you. Looking good. <laughs> Hello. She gives him a thumbs up. Such a loud smile. <laughs> <laughs> That's the loudest smile I've yeah. ever seen. Oh man. Uh, but what is Jack? do as this seven and a half foot tall like dark clay earthen skin barbarian looking woman walks into the center of the uh, ring what's up <laughs> I mean he just kind of blinks and cracks his neck and he's like well this just got interesting oh shit you tall? <laughs> <laughs> I can't help that <laughs> Uh, and if you don't mind, roll initiative because a very like beaten old rusty bell gets rung like a cowbell. All right, I rolled seventeen. Eleven. Eleven. Okay. Bobby. All right, so you enter the ring, uh, and again, the crowd just goes quiet as you both face off against one another, as this bell just dings off. Uh, v, you look down, and you're looking literally down at this opponent, who stands no taller than five, five, maybe, you know, in in the, you know, cuffed pirate boots that uh, he wears, uh, and, as you uh, just kind of look down and... What do you do? Opening initiative is yours. All right, well, I'm gonna hit him. Okay, so you, uh, you okay. charge up? Uh, yeah, no, I'm actually, I'm gonna rage. Okay, got it, rage. And, um, Jack, as oh, this yeah. barbarian woman screams out, you see this radiating red aura as three other barbarian figures pour out of her. They look ethereal and ghostly, but red in color. Um, you see, uh, yep, you just see three more. One of them looks eerily similar to her. Okay, I'm gonna brace. 
Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, and you watch as those figures actually take a step back and just watch with the crowd. Got it. Um, as you try, are you going in to attack? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna, uh, you know, do that thing where I scream and I rage and then I just hit him in the face. Got it. <laughs> How close do you let her get? Ten feet. Ten feet. Okay. Ooh. That's a weird question. <laughs> As you're running up, what, what happens? To like I just want to make her feel like she's doing well. <laughs> oh, wow. I love this already. Starting out. I'm so concerned. Uh, Jack just kind of waits. You two have been circling each other in the 30-foot like, the wide circle. Mm-hmm. And then you scream out, rage forth. And Jack just seems calm. Doesn't doesn't even get into a fighting stance until the last second, takes a foot, step back, braces them, uh, uh, himself, throws an arm out, and you see something glow underneath the bandages as this chained anchor rockets out towards you and strikes you. I thought you weren't supposed to have weapons. It's not a weapon, it's a tattoo. <laughs> Go ahead and roll. Okay. This feels like cheating on a technicality. Only we're allowed to do that. <laughs> Um, wait, so it, it hits me, or... Well, we'll, we'll find I, out. Make okay, I was like, I can't do anything to My roll is it. 16. Does a 16 hit your armor class? It, that is my armor class. So right. that's it. Uh, you can continue. You will be able... It doesn't stop you in a track, I don't think. Nope. Yeah, so you can continue and make your attacks too. Okay. Or, yeah, that guy hit that guy. So I guess for my first attack... Oh, yeah, I and then if you want to use uh, D10, if you want to use one of your superiority, yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing. It, yeah, because it's with race. Four yeah. plus five. Um, I am going to be recklessly so attacking. Nine. Okay. Nine. Nine damage. Nine damage. Uh, okay. We'll take nine damage. Have two four. All right. Uh, wait. The D6 though. I need that separate. Oh, it's a D8. No, it's a D6, D8, and a D10. Oh. Oh. Yeah. oh then roll. Yeah. Okay. Then roll the. In that case, it's four plus two. two. So it's uh, the two is separate. Okay, so uh, so you'll take four and then an additional two because that's force damage. That's not half. Got it. Um, does a dirty uh, twenty hit your armor class? It does. It does. Does yes. 20 hit you? Okay, cool. That's what I need to know right now. <laughs> okay, so uh, you do five damage. Yeah, but I'm raging, so it'll be eight. Eight damage. Just eight base damage. That's my first attack. Second would be, okay, that's over 20 by a lot. Math. Okay, like so another eight or damage. Okay. <laughs> and then the damage will be another eight, because I don't have spells. So I don't roll anything for damage. <laughs> yep. Oh, you can't smite me. Thank you. Um... I don't think I have. Do you have, spell- you have no spells? I have divine yeah, smite. Only one reaction. Then you, have, you should have a spell. Yeah, I've got you. Yeah, no if you wanted to put a smite on it, you, you could. Oh, okay. I for- I forgot that I have spells. I actually can smite him. Um, Do it. But it's when I have a. I guess my fist counts as a melee attack weapon. It does. Nice. Okay. Uh, I'll allow it. I can spend one spell <laughs> slot to deal two d8. Given the nature of the fight. So I will do that. If you want to go ahead and start rolling, because it'll be your turn coming up. Okay. Like rolling your attacks. To the target plus one d three spell fire. Okay, I'm gonna do that. All right. So add seven points of damage. 
Got it. To so, one of those. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so, B comes, this Goliath comes rushing up at you, Jack. Uh, you toss uh, the symbol of the Vera flares as the anchor comes out, slamming into her fist. She takes a step back, but continues up, comes in, and just hits two solid blows. The first one cracks you across the chin. You take a step back. The other one gut punches you. And as it does, there is a flare of red energy, and it feels like you were hit by seven fists at once as it slams into you uh, as you take an additional seven points of damage. However, being a trained uh, hand-to-hand combatant, you see that she is not as finessed in her blows and is swinging wildly. Large, you know, uh, easily to tell haymakers coming your way. So all of your attacks are at advantage. Well, well I attacked recklessly, so they were going to have yep. that in the and, yeah. and I believe you have three attacks around? Yeah. Yep. I'll take half So that was a 19. I think there was a advantage. First, first one was 19. No, first but one's 28. 19 plus 9. Either way, it hits, so uh, we yep. can move on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, roll the second one, we'll roll damage all together. Okay. So roll that one twice. Uh, so that, that one's 26. Got it. And roll again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's there. Uh, so the first one was a 16, so that's yeah. 25. Okay, okay, so all three all hit. Three all hit. three does hit, so <laughs> 15 plus 3, 3, 3d8, so roll that three times. Oh, eight. So, okay. 13. 13. Yeah, 23 so far. Yeah, 13. Yeah. Another six. Another six. Uh, tw- so 25 total. Is that right? Uh, let's see. Remember to keep the d6s separate. Yeah. The d6s will be on every attack as well. Oh, will there? Yeah, yeah. Every, every attack. Throw a d6. Yeah, the, those three d6s will always be separate from two. the total damage. Okay, two plus six. One. Seven force damage. Right, so you'll take seven. And then the other will be. 12. So 12. If it's 25. 25, yeah, so, so it'll be 12. 12. So 12 plus seven? 12 plus seven, yeah. Okay. 19. Okay. Uh, what, does, what does Jack do? So he'll just kind of roll his jaw after being struck, and then immediately elbow, punch, and then a knee to try and knock her down. Uh, okay. Uh, do you want to use your bonus action? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, because I like hit. It right there. So yeah, I'll do a grappling strike. Okay. Is it just the raw D20 plus D10, or is it also with the attack bonus for a grappling check? Uh, so it would be uh, make an athletics check. Okay. So that D20 plus D20 that D10. plus. Okay. Jack's oh yeah. Grapple. No. Uh, yeah. And it's, then it's pretty absurd. You'll need to make an athletics check. Okay. You're raging, a, so it'll be an advantage. You have advantage, and you add this a D4 to it because guys. Okay. Cool. I will do all of those things. Athletics check you said? Okay, 17 plus. Okay, so 18 plus 8 is. 
28. Uh, so we're going to put it in reverse order. Um, you crack your jaw and then you strike the knee because that is the easiest location given the height That's of this fair. sheer brute woman. Um, <laughs> knock her down uh, to a knee, gut punch, and then uh, jump up, grab the arm, twist it around, and land back into an arm bar as you have now grappled this woman that is two feet taller than you. <laughs> uh, you are currently prone and that grappled. What is happening? That was incredible. Yeah, uh, Harold's jaw is literally hanging open. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I blinked. It's all happening. Of a sudden Brazilian jiu jitsu. That's what's happening. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Anyways. Uh, Tommy's just like kind of leaning back, just like drinking his drink. Like, he orders a beer, takes a, a sip of it, goes, oh. Shrugs, drinks it, <laughs> kind of looks over at you, closes your jaw. <laughs> he has that effect on people. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oops, uh, all right. It is, it is your turn. What do I need to roll to get out of being grappled and prone? So it I can would be, take again. an action. Okay, because I obviously can't attack. Oh, you can. Yeah, you can attack. Oh. And it's just a, a normal, like, you just, your just speed is zero. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yep, you're not considered restrained right now. Well, I'm not going anywhere, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to walk anywhere, so. Right. Oh, no, this just turns into one of those fights where they're tumbling and rolling mm -hmm. across the ground. Okay, so Grappling I will attack. You're locked in here with me. <laughs> and Counting I will also, uh, for the inspiration, <laughs> it's a... D8. Okay, so I'll make sure. I'm gonna use that. I mean, if he's grappling, you just like pick him up and slam him down. Nope. I think he's just got really good leverage. It's like he's just a little guy. Okay, so does it. Okay, so I use that. Okay, you're trying to break the grapple? fantasy equivalent of Mountain Dew. No, no, I'm attacking. I'm not breaking the grapple. I don't Oh, okay. I'm not trying to go anywhere. Um, That's. It's like close to 30 ish. Yeah, that yeah, that'll do it. So, eight points of damage, and then again will be does an eighteen hit? What's your armor class? No. no, eighteen does not hit. Okay, so I have to be like a twenty. Jesus. Okay. So their armor class is probably twenty. Um. This is a scary fight. This is brutal. Like, I'm looking over here at what I'm helping with, and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. I wonder what armor Stop they're wearing <laughs> to have that high They're of a, just fast. To have that high of an AC? They're just really fast. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they're not Yeah, just rolling off of them. Okay. Like, this is bad. Yeah, fine. they're just wearing... Clothes. They're not wearing armor. Okay. Like you. Uh, yeah. That's why my armor class is 16. <laughs> um, all right. So you, how much damage did you do? I just did eight points of damage. I only hit once. You only hit once? Yeah. I mean, I guess did I could. Did the second attack miss? The second, the second attack, attack missed. I rolled, right. I rolled an 18, right. you right. and you told me an 18 misses. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you kind of being on the ground, uh, what is V doing? Are you like trying to just like knee, punch? Yeah, I'm trying to knee. Okay, yeah. Uh, so Whatever like I can your do. arm and like m just moving a bit like there's that strain you can't just go and so you just kind of bring up bring your knee up and almost like flexing him down into your knee as it just slams into your side Jack 
uh, you're taking eight points of damage. Uh, With the second attack, you brace uh, and, and absorb the blow. And are you doing anything else? Any uh, any other reactions? For, Not any reactions? Yet. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Okay. Gonna hold. Um, it is your turn. They are. Uh, v is still grappled. So yep. uh, immediately. I can roll a d4 while in a grapple, so. Three. All right, so you're going to take one point of damage. Okay. Because I believe it is halved. It, it's halved. Uh, just from being, like, holding your arm, that strain of the arm pulling on the tendons just starts to take its toll. Is this, are, are these with advantage? Did you wreck this? Mm-hmm. These all yep. attacks with advantage. All righty. Go V! Keep rolling again. V! 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 V!
<laughs> okay, so all but one of my attacks hit. I need them all Natural to be athletic point. checks. Oh, well, I didn't. Oh, I added. Okay, oh, well. then they'll yeah. need to and do I reckless. I need the totals of what they are. So. Oh, okay. I didn't remember all the numbers. 19, 15, There's 17, plus eight to all of those. No, that's yeah. So 27. That was a natural 23. 23. Mm -hmm. 19, 17. What was the third You're number? Screwed. Oh, yeah, no. Not plus really, though. 22. So 27, nice 23, 17. I will burn. No, 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 there's no 17. There's no 17. I'm, I'm doing the math. There's no 19 either. I'm doing the math. I'm adding the plus okay. 8 to those numbers. Just Four. give me the final number. 27. Got it. Four of those are have bardic inspiration. 25. <laughs> 25. We need it. <laughs> then 26, then 22. 26, 22. And then the other one was a 10. Yeah, the other one doesn't hit. Yeah. Or it doesn't check, doesn't yeah, pass, you have whatever. The same oh my god. For it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Like plus eight for both. Oh my god. And I need the fifth one. Uh, ten. 18. So she rolled a 10? No. Oh, oh a total two. of 10. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah, I rolled a 2. Okay. Thank you. And Jack. 26, 29, 19, and then 32 and 32. Oh. Two natural 20s in a row. Wow. I rolled two twos in a row. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is neck and neck. Both V and Jack pummeling each other, going into different, uh, you know, grappling um, positions. V breaking out, getting another good, like, couple of, like, strong punches in. Jack, it's been a while since you've been wrecked this hard and have actually had to put so much effort into wrangling someone. Um, Just as a note, he starts to smile. <laughs> and you can tell that Jack is genuinely enjoying it looks, this. It looks like it doesn't work on his face, like he doesn't do it much. <laughs> Meg, um, are you feeling okay? I will, I will draw craft <laughs> a little like thunder lightning effect around V just to like make her look Okay, <laughs> awesome. Uh, v, you look epic in this moment, and you can see your ancestors cheering for you as the crowd is literally split. The enchanting Mad Jack, enchanting like, hey, Unbreakable. But, um, unbreakable, 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 unbreakable. But, um, at one point, you are just overtaken, and you're put into a uh, rear naked choke, and you cannot get this small figure off your back, and yeah. eventually he starts chanting while he's on your back with the crowd, like, unbreakable, unbreakable. So you hear, you're unsure if it is... Is that a threat? Yeah, if, if it is <laughs> if it is mocking or if it is someone proud as you are, like, trying to pull them off, and eventually stars begin to fill your vision yeah. as you just fade out and... and Oh, sorry. I was saying, in my defense, uh, no one ever grapples beef. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was neck and neck. You both are just beat, bloodied, tired, uh, but got you with a knockout. Um, yeah. What? Uh, it's impossible. And for the first time, you all watch V lose. Down, oh, down gonna, to the wire. So, it's going to so be a rough night two? tonight. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't do rounds. Um, you awaken, and uh, what is Jack doing? Um, he'll be helping her up, 100%. Uh, did you want to use Rally on V? 
Probably. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so roll a d10 and add three to it. Thank you. What's up? Is it just me or is that Jack hot? I don't know. Do you say, as you lean down and pick up uh, this Goliath uh, woman, do you say anything to her as you pick her up? Like, as you, as you pull, like, pull her... You're impressive. Maybe I can buy you a drink sometime. Mm. It's over already? <laughs> uh, and with those words, Jack using Rally, uh, you'll, you'll gain six temporary hit points, which will pull you out of unconsciousness. Uh, and, uh, and as you say, it's over already? <laughs> Do I set my hit points to zero? Uh, no, you weren't. You, you, weren't. you would set your hit points to six. Okay, so I don't put it under temporary. You just put it to six, it's fine. Okay. Um, but uh, you're looked over by the Tempest Priests and anyone that wants to speak with uh, the champion. So can. Uh, Harold's going to go straight to V. Yeah, be like, straight to V. Yeah. You okay? You doing oh, all right? Yeah, I'm fine. All right, just double check it, make it sure. I know that was a, that was the roughest fight I've ever seen you in. And you did we've great. fought dragons before. You were very cool. Well, dragons don't usually uh, strangle you. That's fair. <laughs> you, you raise a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And you I gotta will... watch out for the little ones. Unfortunately, I, I think the only times I've ever uh, had anything strangle me, I just would stab it. That's fair. You know, <laughs> it, you, know you didn't have, you didn't have your usual go-to. I couldn't really go -to. do that in this situation. Yeah, so. so. You know. I, I mean, absolutely straight up, V. I would never be able to go fist to fist with you after watching that. Um, I'm, I'm a little terrified that of you. That was horrifying, yes. And I will slowly turn back over to Jack and be like, so you're the captain I keep hearing about. Um, Jack's unwinding his wraps again. and Tommy brings Jack a beer. <laughs> he, he downs it in like one sip. Oh. <laughs> um, Incredible. You hear, you hear about me? Yeah, around here, you're pretty popular. People don't get to see you too often. I was wondering if we were ever gonna. Well, I mean, you could come out to sea with us. I have been out to sea before, and let me tell you something, despite the hat, which is a cunning hat, and I can tell that you have one very similar to it. Strikingly, not, really, yeah. Yeah, strikingly. Uh, but, you know, it's it, I just... It's not where I'm meant to be. I, I'm just not cut out for that life, lifestyle, but I am cut out for the hats. I'm relieved that you said that because I wasn't really inviting you. That's fair. That's, that's understandable. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, you're uh, uh, taller than I expected. I hear that a lot, actually. Thanks. <clears throat> Thanks, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Harold realizes he's, like, gumming this one up, and he's like, well, meet the rest of the crew. This is this is, uh, this was, is everybody we hang out with. You're doing that, that great, was terrible. Captain. Keep you were the. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought you were the talker. I am. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not often that you see your toughest friend get choked out. Mr. Gallus, he's trying I mean, his best. Really. Sounds like a Friday night to me. There's a difference between not being able to shut up and being good with words. Oh, cool. Where this did guy he come from? Nice hat. I don't have one like that one. Looks a little beat up, but I like it. Mr. Parks is also our talker. Ah, I can see why. <laughs> You're rather rude. In a nice way. Efficient. No, in a rude way. <laughs> Are you going to finish that bottle? Yeah. Uh. 
I'll get you a I'll get you a drink. Yeah, I will no, get the, the beer here is amazing. Zesty. Yes, it is. <laughs> Zesty, just with the right amount of grit, and I'll get you oh. one. Gosh, thanks, Harold. No worries. And I will order a round of drinks for everybody, however much that'll be. Tony will pass you a drink. I cannot oh, press the, the texture of something away. Would it be like a gold for everybody to get one? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Really yeasty. And I will uh, hand so them out to everybody, and I will hand the last one to Jack and be like, I know you just had one, but I feel like you earned two. Actually, I think you should give it to your friend over there. V, have a second one. Captain. Sure. <laughs> what brings you to port? Uh, stocking up. Oh, okay. Looking for a fight? Well, I would say you found a good one. I did. Actually. If you're interested in more fights, um, there's there's it? this place, you know, the dock ward, and we we could take you to the dock ward and go We're fight crime. Dock ward. Fight crime. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm not really a not copper. the talker. I'm so angry. <laughs> Nobody in this group is the talker. I am I so. I talk a lot. B and I are like the best talkers, hands no. down. You know I am the crime. What? We have to beat you up. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. Um, <laughs> hey, look, crunchy beer. Like I mean, you can I take him out. Listen. I mean, no. See, um, I, 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 um. Most of yeah, us are taking. Yeah, he has effect on people too. <laughs> Listen, do. we do lots of crime. Protecting people. Yeah. And you seem like an honorable person. I do vigilante That's crime. What about me made you feel that way? I, well, the Harold, fact that you helped me up. I don't understand how you got that impression. I'm a Harold. gentleman, but he that helped. doesn't mean I'm honorable. Well, honorable Those is such a malleable word that I use to make people <laughs> trust me. It's fine. It's working. I know. I, frankly, I'm the most I'm trustworthy honorable. person I know. I, f- I feel like I, I trust We are botching no, this I'm very bad. Oh, you're the most trustworthy person? That I know. Absolutely. How modest are you? Oh, Can't me. be as modest as me. I'm the most modest person. Right, is that right? Yeah, it's true. Is that a mo- Can we what? stop jerking each other off? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what you call it here? Yes. So you're Mr. Yeah. Parks, is that correct? Yeah. What's the uh, first name? We're on a first name basis Just now, right? Just call me the is wolf. Is it the theme? The wolf. The wolf. Oh, he's the wolf. That's what he just said. Well, just, I've heard about... Maybe if you stop talking, you'll actually have a, te- a second to hear what people say. That's a good point. <laughs> hey, hey, the wolf? No, he won't. Ever. <laughs> I do sometimes, when it's appropriate. You do. Oh. You, you do in certain situations. It's it just, is. this is one of those situations where I'm excited to meet so many interesting people. That's fair. Do we have to say the wolf, or is it just wolf? You can do either. I'll do neither. <laughs> Miss the point of asking the question. I just wanted to see how ridiculous it was. Wow. Let's not be rude to How long are we going to be rude? I genuinely mean it. They just got into a fist fight. I think. You can genuinely uh, mean something and still be rude. Yes, that's 100% correct. Okay. Just making sure you understood. Listen, it's the worst kind of rude. Where do you generally (laughs) sail? Look, I'm I'm entertaining you all because that was the best fight I've had in years, but I'm not going to stand for you being rude to my first mate. Where do you generally sail? Everywhere. Really? Hmm. A wonderfully vague answer. Well, I mean... Well, wherever the wind takes us, really. I see. And, okay, are... Are you pirates? 
Do I look like wow. pirates to you? Yes. Do you understand now yes. why I yes. am the, yes. spe- the talker? 100%. I do the talking. Now do you understand, Mr. Parks? We are the wolf. merchants. Oh, you're privateers. Oh, no, no you're pirates. Okay. So no, they're merchants, of, as, of as you say the P word, yeah. with your extreme observation <laughs> skills and insight. Uh, Gallows and Jack may be calm, but you see the wolf put his hands on the hilt of the two blades at his side. He doesn't pull them out. Okay. But he... Noted. Yep. Just I might be rude, but I don't cause I problems. I sail for no <laughs> flag but my own. Fair. That's very commendable. And as merchants, I'm sure there's lots of interesting things you guys know about the city or would like to know about the city that we could fill you in on. Actually, yeah, we're docked at Dock 13. What is this haunting business? Oh, yeah, that. That I don't know anything about. Oh. I don't either. You need to get out. It's it's fine. Okay, I'll tell you what happened, but only because I really like you guys. So a long time ago, uh, we were messing around at Dock 13, and I pull out... A demon-infested drum. I know, it can happen to anybody, but it happened to me, and sure, some demons got out, and there was a lot of madness, but the whole matter is settled. They're gone, and uh, you know those ghosts? Not really real. Harold, you haven't been back since that night. How do you know they're not real? Well, as far as I know, the demons are settled. I mean, I didn't see any. Well, there you go. Yet. Clearly, Jack would have seen them. Clearly, yeah. So if we're attacked by demons this night, I know whose head to come hunting for. Yeah, it'll, it'll I definitely mean, you be Harold's. Well, come on, sure. B. Come on, man. Uh, what you... I'm just saying. I would I'm like to clarify. I've only been with for like drum. two weeks. I had no part in this. No, okay. Listen, the drum got stepped on, and sure, Multiple that times. didn't get rid of the demons, but it got rid of the drum. Look, we yeah. were new to adventuring, so if you can't handle these demons, I would be amazed. So you said you're opportunistic merchants. What do you sell? Whatever we find. I knew it. That's opportunistic. <laughs> Is there anything? I like it. They're real literal. <laughs> they wouldn't survive a 10-day on the sea. Probably no. not. That sounds awful. Absolutely. I mean, remember when we battened down those tarps? That's why I uninvited him. It sounds so hot. Oh Stop my your catwomping. <laughs> yeah, we, we were catwomping constantly. We were battening down tarps. It was the realest of deals. And we did not do well. Catwomping. Catwomping. No, we did well. We we got, we finished the quest. We did. Yeah, we did some catwomping and scallywoggling. We did woggle. You know what? I actually stand corrected. You all are very well suited to the sea. Thanks, Jack. Sounds like you know what you're talking about. Hey, I don't suppose you guys have any fate tequila. No. Do you guys want to get out of here and come see our bar or something? We can all sit down and talk. Yeah, this group owns a bar. Yeah, it would be great to have a conversation. Good situation. Are you sure? Are you sure about that? And you yeah. look around. Yeah. Liam's gone. Son of a. What? Sasha, are you all what right? What's the next word you're about to say, Sasha? Where'd Liam go? The Who? next word I was Who? about to say was. Bitch. No! <laughs> oh. well, that was a weird guess. <laughs> she said son of a. Gun! Like, oh my God. they have mm. at the... Oh, you have guns? Would you, would you and your yeah. crew like oh. to be treated to maybe some drinks at the bar? What do you think? I don't know why Toby's I'm looking at this. Toby's been there. He knows it's nice. I don't know. This is very hard to play D&D like this. <laughs> oh, I was the quartermaster on our ship. 
He looks you up and down. I was a dog. <laughs> I'm much more impressive in a fight than I look. I, I have places I have to be. Okay. Hey, no worries. I have some appointments. I knew, oh. I knew you were going to say Tommy that. appointments. Tommy. Sorry, Tommy. No, I like Tommy. It sounds good. No, it's no, Tommy, though. We're not trying to be rude to our new well, friends. Well, actually say it with an accent. Tommy. I am genuinely sorry for the way my friends are a little... Sure. Exuberant. We, we can take some time to tell some sea tales. Oh, yes! I love sea tales. They'll say that five times fast. I mean, uh, yeah, that sounds cool. It's really cool. Uh, But yeah, if if you so wish, you can make your way back to the tavern. Um, You see that uh, Parks, the quartermaster, is a little off-put by the bartender. Oh, he's really not alike about to happen with... Whoa. So <laughs> he's really not going to like what happens next. Because oh, I'm no. home, baby. No. <laughs> baby. You take your shoes maybe, off, I let my babies maybe, out. No, maybe not right now. <laughs> that was my Maybe, was maybe not with our guests. Stacia, they're part of the family. This is my house. They are not family. They were throwing knives. Wait, wait, wait. Why don't we too? just handle this like adults? Hey, are either of you uncomfortable with undead? Friendly undead. They're like weird frog things. You say friendly, and his demeanor kind of shifts, but it's still on guard. That's fair. Yeah. Okay, I'm doing it. Are you comfortable I mean, with that? If he tries to stab me, I'm going to put I don't know if comfortable is what I It would never do that. Sock it? Okay. You, uh, you, you're in. To be fair, Mr. Mad Jack, we don't meet many cool people, so you'll body. just have to forgive us. Please don't yes. call me mad. These have mouth and eyes. Oh, I didn't know if that was a title like the with the no. wolf. It's not one I chose. Okay, then Mr. Jack. Captain. Captain will do. Captain. Captain Jack. But. Not my captain. It's a lot of excitement to that. I like it. <laughs> uh, you all see that Parks is kind of like more of a superstitious type. Mm-hmm. So all of these, the haunting of uh, Doc 13, and yeah. then now your bar is haunted and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, this. he's more so like, he'll look over at Jack and be like, bad omens, Captain. Ghosts. We, if, we, it, when we acquired this place, so. it was haunted. And so we got to know the spirit here, and we consider him part of the bar. It was his originally. So we asked him to stay on and asked him if like anyone we could would really. Well, he was his bar first. Proprietors. Right. Yeah, and he out of their own home. Mm-hmm. I mean, if everyone started just stick into the things that they had when they died, then this would be a really crowded world, though. It would, but not everybody sticks around. I'm just saying, Captain, if we're getting warnings of a haunting of a dock, and now we have confirmation of this ghost in a bar, I think we should leave by morning light. I don't like things that happen in threes. Well, as long What's as we're... The third? Speaking of threes, there's only three of you. How many people are part of your crew? Jack completely ignores the question. Don't if, we can, if we can uh, Wait, get the men the to double ghost? time fill the ship, we can leave in the morning if you Did feel you guys better about it. But I'm I'd sorry. like to be here two days at least to make sure we get everything we need. 
Did you guys have your ghost? At them I'm sure it days. is. How many days are we away from? <laughs> Five days. Uh, this would have happened on the first day, so uh, two okay. days would be the total of the three days you have. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure they're not like, we need to leave in two days, and that's the fifth day, like, no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's that feeling that Parks just kind of like, yeah. the hairs in the back of his neck start to stand up. Something's off. Not his about you guys, but just, there's a bad thing's coming. Are you okay, Mr. The Wolf? <laughs> I'll be fine. Yeah, two days is fine, Captain, but no more. Inside you, check. <laughs> you mentioned things in three. Yeah, we're good. You said the dock, <laughs> the ghost here. What's the third? Never know. Not. Oh, it hasn't occurred yet. Oh, you're Same. waiting for I don't the... want to be here when it happens. Fair. How so. do you know the third's not following you? If a third thing Nothing happens, is following us. Everything will be fine. Once a third haunting thing happens, everything will be perfectly fine after that? No. Can we all <laughs> just relax no. and talk with our guests? So you Normally. all wanted to hear about pirates. Yes. 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 Oh, yes. I've been dying for this. Ghost pirates. Uh, and uh, the two uh, gentlemen look towards their captain. What do you want to hear about? Tell me about some... Your adventures. Yeah, tell me about a crappy pirate, like a bad guy. You want to hear about a bad guy? Yeah, a bad yeah. guy. I know about a real bad guy. Big old you know about a real bad guy? I do. Harold, Harold pulls out a notebook and then thinks better of it and closes it back up and puts it away. <laughs> uh, you ever hear tell of a man called Bloodmane? 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 Have Why? I ever heard of Bloodmane? Is he a horse? You all have not. It Go has ahead. been mentioned on the show, but you have not seen it or heard it. Are we saying like M-A-I-N or M-A-N-E? <clears throat> M-A-N-E. Okay, so he might be a horse. Okay. <laughs> tell, tell me about Bloodmane. Um, well, the story is he wears a skull over his face. Yeah. An orc, but a big one. Um. Hear that he's back. He's been gone for a couple of years. He likes to um, slit his victims' throats. Ugh. Puts his fingers in the blood and runs it through his hair. It's wait. Oh, he's fashionable. Wait. Runs it through his hair. Mm-hmm. Also, oh, blood mane. Got it. Got it. I'm on wait. track. Yeah, he's not a horse. Can I make a history check? Does this match what? I would like to make an investigation check to put you this can, together. Uh, you're already putting it together. You don't yeah, have to okay. Okay, fair. Yeah, yeah. So you can assume whatever you want. I can't confirm. That's fair. That. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go on. Well, I hear that since he's been back, he's a little bit softer now. Still kind of a jerk, but maybe not as bloody. I'm not sure. It's rough to not be as bloody and your name's still Bloodmane. Yeah. yeah, if you see a, a red flag with an orc skull on it, I'd probably avoid it just the same. Thank you for the, no the news. That's, that's great information. That's, uh, <laughs> Nothing on the sea is as romantic as it seems, except maybe Tommy. Always. He's a charming guy. <laughs> I've heard it's not exactly romance. Romance it's takes many forms. Some of them are only one night. Is it I not romance, Mr. Gallows? Give my heart to everyone Aww, that's For so as sweet. long as you know them. And he'll insight. He'll <laughs> roll insight. Here comes the deception. Check. Oh no! <laughs> oh god! That's a 
17. 32. 18. 18. Oh my oh. god. <laughs> wow. We stand a trashy king. I can't. And he wow. just flicks his wrist and there's a rose in it. Like those pirate oh. romance novels my mom used to read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember those novels too. I read one and I'm never touching another one. Seisha, Seisha turns to Venley. They always had really Venlian. colorful uh, covers. Yeah. Seisha turns to Venley and V. Covers. Do, do I have a pirate thing? No. Yes. Please don't. You do. I mean, Gario. Yeah, you do. You when we meet pirates as handsome as these, and he looks at the wolf for a second, it's like, as handsome as these, then <laughs> by all means, we all have a pirate he thing. He gives you a grin, and you can huh. see that I mean, remember canine. Nipple suit <laughs> oh, no, no. Why did you bring up the nipple that, suit? That's that's that guy was a pirate. Harold right, a that's fair. Suit. I apologize, Captain. He was a commodore. Opportunistic merchant. Okay, right. close enough. The person on water on a boat. Uh, Mad Jack, is Captain or Commodore higher? Commodore. commodore. Oh, cool. So even better. What, what makes a the number of ships they have. Commodores have three ships minimum. Do you have any questions for us, Captain? Yeah, any any stories I could regale you with? We'll trade. I feel like I've been hearing stories since I met you, but... Well, <laughs> hey, that's what I... I'm a bard by trade, see? So I'm constantly giving out stories. I also play accordion. Very, very prominent on the on the high seas, I hear. That's where the, that instrument is most popular. How many sails does your ship have? Captain? Well, we have three masts. Yes, but how many sails? Why do you want to know? I sailed for a while, so I was just curious as to the rigging of your ship. I want to say six or seven. <laughs> <laughs> don't know the answer to that question. Okay. I don't really, I don't really do the sails or the rigging. Interesting. So. Somewhere between twelve and sixteen. Oh, fantastic. I was way off. <laughs> Don't look at me. I, I don't go on deck much. What a lovely, lovely rigging. Thank you. If if I can, um, you, you all seem lovely. Um, if I can give you just a little word of advice, make sure you're out of water deep before God's day. Oh, there's your third one. At least we have more than two days. You yes. said that in a really spooky way. We'll speed it up. Mr. Fox. But if you ever do find yourself on the high seas, I would stay away from Commodore Zord. Commodore Zord? Yeah. Who's that? He's the pirate king of Luskin. I've heard that name before. Wait! I've met him. That's the guy with the nipple suit! Did we yes. meet him? Yeah, yeah, he's, nipple, he's suit man. nipple suit man. Yeah. Mm. What? Pure confusion across every one of the Vera. <laughs> <laughs> Including he Karina. He that really he, accentuates his nipples. It, it came down like over his shoulders and came down to his groin. Groin, yes. That's and um, up the back. And it was very like a, revealing. Like a thong. Why very. are men? It was like a thong, right? Just, I don't why know. Are men? I don't know. <laughs> I can assure you he does not sail that way, so... That's a I, shame. But... I've never seen this. Uh, what was that one... Oh, I guess uh, he doesn't like you enough. Was oh. that, what was that one captain we came across? You got along with him really well, Captain. <laughs> Have um, you... The elf? Yeah. I think he had plenty of years. 
is really hot. Yeah, who's that? Laskalar. He's the captain of the ship, the, Sur- the Sturge. The Sturge. Have you ever heard of a ship called the Chained Mermaid? Yes. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more about Laskalar. Uh, Jack. Captain's hot. Yeah. Yes, yeah, you, you've, you've had um, business dealings with the captain of the Chained Mermaid. <laughs> the, right. The fun kind of. Yeah. 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 The fun B- kind of business dealings. dealings. Uh, and you know that uh, the captain of the chain mermaid is uh, an extremely attractive, uh, like, fire engine red, uh, redhead. redhead woman. Wait a second. Yep. Uh, She's spicy. And uh, her I like first, spicy. Her first <laughs> mate was a tiefling, uh, with like pure black skin and uh, like uh, electrical scarring and a massive tattoo on his chest and he had a broken horn that was capped with a uh, a gold like thimble cap but uh, you know you know them um, it was only like a brief meeting uh, near Cholt which is like a jungle island type area um, but uh, going on about Lascalar. Right. Um, Sword Coast, mostly. Um, really doesn't like the Zentarum and the Lord's Alliance. They, uh, they're oppressing the people. Mm-hmm. So, good man, good man. Interesting. So. He's against the Zentarum. He does he ever come through Waterdeep? Rarely. Rarely. That's a shame. I don't much care for them either. And what was his name? Uh, Laskalar. And uh, uh, Jack said is against the Zentarum and the Lord's Alliance equally. And you know the Lord's Alliance are mm-hmm. like. The super good guys, but yep. also are all of the nobility and rulers of the uh, Faerun. What, are, what do you do? You have any idea why it is he's so against the Lord's Alliance? Because he thinks they're oppressing the people. Is that what you think? I haven't decided. Fair enough. They help sometimes, but power corrupts. That's I've heard true. as much. I appreciate that. I That's why we share it. Oh! I just remembered something completely unrelated. That's common. Have that effect on people, too. <laughs> Are all these things effects you have on people? Yeah. You have a lot of He is a charming guy. Yep. That's true. That's true. Don't look in his eyes. Too late for that. <sighs> Captain, it's if, fine. Uh, it's not my type. we're going to rally the men, we should probably head out soon. Yes, I agree. Well, uh, all I can say is I appreciate your time. Um, I think B's going to get you next time. I hope there's <laughs> a next time. Should definitely have a rematch. When's the next time you plan on being in port? Next time we run out of supplies. Well, whenever you run out of supplies, make sure you get a drink here, okay? We'll keep it in mind. Glad. I'd like to see you again. <laughs> Likewise. 
Or who knows, maybe... Jack was definitely talking over your head to V. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Harold does not notice. Awkward, and it's just like... Eh. <laughs> <laughs> and just the weird, like, a grimace smile, I guess you'll call it, again, we're just sort of like... How do you describe this? I think that's Fair a good description. Awkward smile. A pain smile. Like you have no idea if she is like flattered and interested or like uncomfortable and just like how do I get him to go away? It's like extremely <laughs> mixed messages. Nice. Uh, but at that point, um, they all seem to leave. Yeah, to- you hear Tommy go, Captain, I'm going to grab what I need for dinner over the next few trips and uh, meet you in a couple days on ship. Be careful. If you're not on the ship by sunrise second day. I, yeah. Every doesn't time. Even, doesn't I even finish. Yeah. Yep. It keeps walking. I've only missed it twice. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we always come back for you. <laughs> but uh, thank you very much, Christina, for joining us. Yay! Thank you. Uh, and we do do hope to see you at the table once again uh, when we have way more time. <laughs> uh, but you notice that, Seisha, with your absurd uh, observation skills, there's been one patron that's just kind of been watching, keeping an ear out at this whole conversation the whole time you've been here. Okay. Um... I'm gonna walk over to them, okay, and sit down, and say, "So, you seemed like you were bored." And what do they say, Jeff? Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yay. scraggly, drunken-looking elf looks at me and goes, "Bored? No, that was the most entertaining conversation I have ever listened to in a long time." Horrible. I know. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's not. The, we're not the best. Yeah. Liam, right? Oh. Fantastic. Um, uh, you do not recognize. Oh, I don't. Okay. No, it's yep. just a regular drunkard. Okay. It's an elven. So, what do you think? What do I think? Oh, y'all need a lot more work if you want to really get that information. What information? Well, whatever information you're looking for. I'm always looking for good information. Oh, me too. Let's see here. Maybe we can do an exchange of information. He is standing, like, so confused. She's just trying to figure out how we know this guy and, yeah. like, why y'all are talking about information. She's just yeah. like, there's something I don't know. What is it? Like, I think <laughs> doing the same thing of just being like... So she's pretending, like, yep, like she's following along. Like... <laughs> Oh, Karina's gotten used to that. <laughs> I, I've been known to cross coin for useful information. Hmm. Coin is nice, but, you know, there's always that, like, how much to spend? Is it good enough? Are you going to insult the person if you don't choose the right amount? But information for information. It's no. worth way more. What would a gentleman like you be interested in? Hmm. Some of the same things you are. Really? Yes. And what do you think that is? He leans in close, conspiratorially. Tell me more about the unseen. What do you know about them? I know a lot, a lot of things. The one thing I don't know is when did you get that eye? 
I'm going to use my hat. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try to intimidate him. Cool. Okay. Um, actually. <laughs> uh, intimidate will be high, so okay, roll yeah. D100. Yeah, roll that D100. Roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> Let's see if I, I get that. Nope. Awesome. I can't wait to see how, how you, this, this goes. This is going to be good. Yep. Persuasion <laughs> instead it is. Yep. <laughs> While trying to intimidate. Uh, okay, so the first roll was a 19. The second roll was a 28, so I'll take oh, the 28. All right. As I will lean down behind you on your chair, and I'll be like, I, it's clear like I'm getting ready to be intimidating, and then I go, hey, buddy. If we're going to exchange some information, let me get you a drink real quick. We'll get you all set up. Hey, why don't you take a seat over here by the hearth, actually, and then we can share information back and forth as much as you like. But this whole, like, sneaky business, it's not great for everybody. We've just been through a lot. My friend over there just got choked out. So if you could do everything you could to help us out, we'll do everything we can to help you out. How's that sound? I know your friend got choked out. Made me a lot of money. Let's go. So confused. And I won't give him a drink. (laughs) I'm going to watch how he moves and try to figure out if I know this person because okay. him talking about the eye, um, he knows me. Roll an investigation, roll a deception. Sorry. <laughs> 26. Uh, wow. Only a 22. Oh, wait, no. No, that's a 32. 32. My apologies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, like, it's not a 22. Well, I messed up. I messed up by 10. My apologies. He got a natural 20. <laughs> of course he did. Oh. Hard to tell. That's because Jeff's cool. Do I know you? <sighs> Parts of me, yeah. Parts yeah. of him. It's, he's such a nice guy. Here's your drink, buddy. Do Thank I you. know you? I thought I knew you at some point. He's so shady. I'm Why so don't he corrects it. Have you been dead? No. Oh. Okay, then I don't know you. <laughs> I've been dead before. I got the eye because I was cursed by a hag. Oh, that's unfortunate business. Yeah. We're trying to figure out if we know this man by telling him things about he us. He gave me, he asked me for information, so I gave him information. Now it's his turn. Now it's my turn. I. Okay. Oh no, I lost my notes. Hmm. Oh notes. Oh notes. <laughs> oh notes. Boo. Um. Well, let's see what I can tell. Um. Do you know Vincent? Vincent Trench. Yes. Hmm. Now, this person seems a little shady. To me. Okay. Someone I've been following quite a bit. And, um, I'm not quite certain how much they know about these certain things. Maybe this is something you can help me with. But the big thing about the unseen, and maybe this is connected, is that, um, they're working with a cult. Yes. So you do know about that. Yes, I know about that aspect of it. Do you know what they're trying to summon? They're trying to summon an elder evil. Do you know the name? Yes. And what is that? Uh, it's your turn first. 
You see, what's great is I haven't given you anything up to this point. You've given me quite I'm a bit. I'm very well aware of that. Yeah. That's why it's your turn. You want ice in those? Or? Thank you. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> and this elf goes, leans in, and this time in Liam's voice, is like, Seisha, this is a lesson to you on how to draw out information from people. Give them nothing. Tell them you're going to. I hope you're taking notes. You're doing very well so far. I've been very impressed with what you're doing so far. Let's keep it up on everybody else's behalf. I am who I am. You are who you are. Well, who yeah. you think I am. It looks like they're about to kiss again. <laughs> you want crushed or cubed? Cubed. <laughs> All right. So... It's me, Liam. It's, it's Liam. No, you're not supposed to. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were looking at them. No, I'm looking at you. <laughs> Were. Yes, but not everybody knows. Oh, Who's that? I'm taking okay. off points from your <laughs> from your score, <laughs> from your investigation helps, score. If it helps, I have no absolute clue who you are. I uh, still don't know who Liam is. Looking Fantastic. looking around, how many people are in, in this place at this point? Oh, he was at my, uh, you were at my birthday, weren't you? I remember you now. <laughs> I will how say there's a, a lull between like uh, midday lunch and like <laughs> lunch dinner. dinner. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So there's that, a couple of people, but okay. He, kind of looks around, but stealthily, and he can, he can do stealth, just rubs his hand over his head, and the hair just disappears into the baldness, the mustache, uh, and the Van Dyke grows out. Oh, well. You know, I don't think I recognize this form either. I think I think you looked better as a young reporter. <laughs> oh, it's one of my favorite disguises. Oh, the confusion on your face was fantastic. What do you know about Cecil? I'm back with the ice. Where'd the guy go? Oh, oh hey, mine. Liam. Hey, thanks. There you go, bud. Has <laughs> <laughs> the cup. Is in the cup. Is in the what that yeah. waif was wearing. <laughs> but this is Harold we're talking yeah. about. Um, the problem is, all I know about Cecil at this point is they have um, been murdered. Oh. And I'm trying to find out more about that on behalf of were the unseen behind him being taken by the law? That is a suspicion, but nothing I have been able to confirm. Have any of the um, captains or anyone in positions of authority been acting unusually? <sighs> the problem is I have been busy with other work. So trying to get to those captains. I've had my fingers out trying to get information. It has been more difficult than I would have liked. Which brings me to coming to you all. I have reached the end of my, uh, what can I say? As much as I can do with my connections. You have all been quite busy and done quite a bit. I did lose you all for about two months, which was very interesting. You all just seemed to kind of disappear. Last I heard, you went to a mountain, and then we're gone. But welcome back to the city. Good to have you. Thank you. Took a little um, vacation. It was a, a vacation. Well, mm-hmm. everyone deserves one of those. Um, but at this point, if I could get your help, and it seems like you two are also, you all are also looking into this, so I think this is a mutually beneficial situation, yes? Absolutely. Fantastic. Um, I brought up Vincent because I need to swing by to, to 
talk with him when I was hoping perhaps maybe you all could I'd like come to. along. Actually, yeah, I need to let him know that something I had hired him to look into has been resolved, so. Perfect. Like I said, something seems off, so we do need to walk into this situation uh, on our back foot. Okay. Something yeah. seems off with Vincent. I'm not quite certain what it is. Um, just a feeling? Just a feeling. I get yeah, I've got a feeling too. Now, some information on the, on the unseen. I'm not that I, I will see if you've heard of this. Have you seen them drink a uh, type of black ichor recently? Yeah. That turns them. Okay. It's called mother's milk. That's the worst name disgusting. ever for what it is. Uh, yes, yeah. I've, I've been been trying to wrangle information out of them, but every time I've been able to get one, they drink. And then they turn into some sort of monster. Yeah. What would you do if you had access to it? To the Icar? Yeah. I have alchemy friends I'd probably take it to to have them break it down and find out what I know. Sasha reaches into her pouch and pulls out the vial that the cultist she killed in the brig of Gariel's ship tried to drink. It looks identical to the other ones. Perfect. He takes that, secrets it away into a pocket. It's like, fantastic, that not been able to get my hand on some of this so I will take it to some of my contacts uh, and I'm sure they can, well I know a very good one but whether or not they can actually break it down you never know mm-hmm. hopefully this will be enough uh, let's see uh, a, a paper bird flies in and uh, lands in uh, your hand, Seisha. And you open it, and I send it to you. Bird up. Yep. Um, but we can continue that. What is everybody else doing as uh, Liam and Seisha have this conversation? Um, you want me to get you something to eat while you're here? <laughs> no, I already ate while I was All listening right, to y'all sure. make fools of yourselves with the bear. That's fair. Karina, what are you doing? I'm going to pull Venli aside oh. real quick. Venli, um, I don't want to say it in front of the others because Seisha gets uh, excitable about these things. But when we were um, at the observatory, <laughs> I took a look at the planets and the stars around them are going dark. Okay. <laughs> I I didn't want to be the only one with that information and that is very scary and I Karina frankly have no idea what to do with that I don't either I just didn't want to be alone in that secret I'll, I'll share that secret I'm sure other people have noticed it already but I'll let Vajra know that obviously That's something's why I wanted to on. tell you I imagined that she might be something important for Vajra Absolutely, it's going to mess up so many exams. It doesn't seem like it's like it's spreading to the sky just yet, just the immediate area. The mm. other constellations that Seisha showed me are, are still where they're supposed to be, and those are still stable, but it seems to be dark or getting dark. Hmm. Very well, it's not great news. No. Perhaps it's just a glare. Maybe. 
from the convergence. You could be right. I, I don't know your sky at all. I just, I wanted to check, and when I checked, I kind of got scared. And Seisha, just so you know, mm, yes. uh, there's a watermark of the Doom Raiders. Okay. In the letter. Do you know what you're looking at? Yes. Okay. What'd you get in your bird? Um, some information on some folks I was looking into. Care to share? Not in mixed company. Oh, that well, I think that terrible. means you have to leave. So he's coming with us to the to Vincent. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no. It, it, I'll um, acquiesce. I am. Everyone needs their secrets. I understand. Oh. We talk about secrets all the time. We can just do that later. And this could get you in trouble. Uh, oh, now I need to know. Right? Like, why would you say that? So Because I'm mean. Now, here's what you have to weigh for yourself. Will I just find out later through one of these others? No. When I... Challenge accepted. <laughs> okay, clarification, those aren't masked. Those are just regular. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. I'm bullshitting. He's just okay. Gonna, oh, okay. He's going to try and fuck with us later. Yeah. And probably specifically he says, challenge accepted, and looks to Harold and, and V. <laughs> as the weak points in this whole, this whole house of cards. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, are you all making your way to uh, the tiger's eye? Yes. Yeah. Okay. If, so, sure. if there's a suspicion that something's weird about Vincent, I want to check on do, it. As, as we're on the way there, um, I want to ask Liam, do you suspect him of being aligned with the Unseen? It's so hard to tell. I'm... I want to say, let's go in with the suspicion that yes. Yeah. I'd, rather, I'd rather us think the worst. And work on that information? He's been pretty beneficial to us in the past. In ways that would have made what the Unseen's doing more difficult. But that, that doesn't necessarily right. mean anything. He could be doing that on purpose. It may seem that way. The issue is a great uh, deception sometimes throws you off the trail. I'm, I'm, listen, I am a Paranoid, paranoid person. Oh, I get that. Yes. Yeah. Um, you don't do what I do for a living without just assuming that everyone is... Um, in cahoots. Yes, in cahoots, doing something to pull the wool over my eyes and everyone else's until I can find out uh, for certain. Right. I generally rarely take their word for, for it. Um, Let's go see him. Yeah. Yeah. If you need me to translate, I can. And Probably. I'll knock on the door, or ring the bell. Uh, so you all find yourselves in Trollskull Alley, two buildings down from the tavern. An unassuming townhome with the distinguishing mark of an orange and black sign featuring a cat's eye emboldened by the distortion of a magnifying glass. Excuse me. There is a painted text on the rippled glass pane in the front door that reads, The Tiger's Eye. You knock not long after the door opens by itself as if to beckon you inside. The I long walk in. <laughs> what? I just said I walk in, sorry. Okay, yeah. As you walk in, the long hall foyer 
leads into a dimly lit office entrance that ends at another doorway entrance of the actual office itself. The plume of a sweet, sharp-scented smoke dances in the almost colorless light of the shaded room and curls around a shelf, followed by a sharp-dressed pale man in a dark, long coat and tilted fedora. His silhouette is sharply outlined, contouring to the every edge of his face and attire by the dim, flickering light of a nearby lamp. As he steps forward, the light dances around him, and you notice that it never seems to fully illuminate his face, due to the large brim of his hat and the smoke that pours out from the slim corn pipe he smokes. A few stray cats come walking in my door once again. Hope you're bringing in some more milk to spill with these bones I tossed your way last time your getaway sticks came trotting through. Still hot on the trail, I see. Got a few familiar alley cats at your side, some new. Nice to meet you. Name's Trench, Vincent Trench. Detective P.I., the tiger's eye. Make yourself at home. He's a good guy. I love no, him. I, yeah. So, <laughs> at what point will he figure out that? That was not as great. I just love him. <laughs> it's it's a, a slang term. Vincent, always good to see you. We brought a friend. And you can see that uh, Vincent recognizes Liam. And the only person he doesn't recognize is Karina. Yep. Hi, I'm Karina. Trench, Vincent Trench. She can be a cat sometimes. She's the cat's meow. Works with us now. Oh, pleasure to meet you, sir. Vincent, um... I, I wanted to swing by and let you know that um, that issue about tracking down my mother, uh, mm. it's no longer necessary. Mm. Tough beat. Yeah. Hope you found what you were looking for. <coughs> we found mm. something. <laughs> I like the way he talks. Oh, he's delightful. So, I, um, a little bird told me you've been busy. That's so. Yep. What you been up to? You come crashing at my door. What are you looking for? Information. Yeah. It kind of looks at you more expectantly. <laughs> There's activity going on in the city concerning some cults and some other organizations that have all sort of come together and we're trying to figure out where they're based out of I want to roll an insight check to see when she brings up cults if he has this sort of like oh shit look in his eye okay go ahead and roll insight oh hell yes 24 nice <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, why is his hair down? Because oh. you can't see this. I don't want to see it. What is happening? I'm in really bad reverb. Oh. Grip it and rip it. <laughs> How dare you? What was your total? 24. Cool. Uh, uh, you actually can read him. And he... There is a recognition, but not in a, like, oh, shit, you caught me. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's probably heard about cults in town, and yeah. he is a detective. Just like, oh, yeah, more mm-hmm. of this. All right. 
looks down. Kind of gives a nod. What's got your feet down and looking for the tea? Well, we uh, we have news that there are a few cults that are active within Waterdeep attempting something nefarious. We're trying to track down what that might be. And then there's also another thing that I would like you to look into. It's called Project Giant Star. Mm. Catch your name. Sounds like a real rat behind it. Definitely. Couple rats. I may have the dope on a wire about the first. But. You got any cash for that? <laughs> it's about some mirror king. This is the word mirror kin. Mirror kin. Okay. Yeah. That's the rumor going around. You're going to need the extra eyes when the mirror kid aims to drill you for the full of daylight. I tell you, I'm not flapping my gums for nothing. I've been trying to shake down these mirrorkins for over a dime. They made it personal. And I'm to put a curse on in the hatchet man for a slime cat named Halaven. Made a man... Made man and done of the unseen. The dawn, sorry. A little over a dime ago, I became a gumshoe. You're chasing down a real sick rat. A real sneak button man with a silent step that will have you chasing your tail in circles. Trail's gone cold since the copycat of the chameleon killer got apprehended. See, with the chameleon killer, there was a string of others all leaving behind a letter that made up a word mm -hmm. unseen. No cat could figure out, figure it out. And by the time I did, it was too late. I think that's why I was targeted. They cut me down, hung me out to dry. Ever since I came back, I've been given the slant and gunning for the dropper since. Whispers say the copycat killer was a mirror and when you come, when you came to me, I nearly hung up my hat. As he looks towards uh, Liam. Mm -hmm. City's grown dark. Storms bruise on the horizon. Like holding a refuse bucket with a barbed wire handle over a lever hoisting cat scat through a windmill. Ew. Something bad's about to go down and shit. Shit. Gotta hit that fan. <laughs> Noodle got a scent for the copper. Something stinks. Get a slant on this. And he hands you something, Liam. As I will. We will send it to you. <laughs> Yeah, so Liam will take it. <clears throat> uh, would yeah. have printed it out, but we had printer problems. That's yeah, okay. Uh, he hands you a newspaper clipping hmm. of an article. And he lets you know it's from around the second or third week of Kythorn, which uh, you all remember you landed in Waterdeep Kythorn 7th. Yeah. Mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? If you want to read it out for the audience. Sure. <sighs> Let's see. Rumors have spread of a nest of assholes, I mean doppelgangers, that have infiltrated the city. 
This brings back the fear of the crime syndicate, the famous bard, Volothamp. Gadarn. Gadarn? Yes. yes. Unveiled over a hundred years ago at the Hanging Lantern Fest Hall. Captain Silvermane of the Castle Ward Watch was quoted after being overheard two ten day ago by a reporter saying, we must make a call to arms against this shape-shifting menace. Agreed. With the civilian unrest due to the blood war happening between the Zentarum and the Xanathar's Guild, many of the Watch seemed spread too thin to take on another menace. To avoid panic in the streets, the castle ward captain turned face turned face on his stance and delivered a public address conference stating, the doppelganger threat is exaggerated. There are no doppelganger threats in the city except for you. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know you are now. Please stay calm and we cannot have civilians turning against each other in these already taxing times for the city of Splendors. Yes, the captain is now a doppelganger. And you know that he is no longer a captain, mm-hmm. as he has been uh, too maybe yeah he? yeah he is Grand Civilar. He is basically the commissioner of all of the Watch Wards. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. So we expose him. Mm. No. Mm. I mean that's kind of my. We job. we don't. There are factions within this city. Yes. We don't know for a fact which one he's in. Ah. And exposing someone from that kin, if you will, is basically a death sentence. We could talk to him. I think we're going to have to. What is your I met him. I did meet him. I might be able to get an appointment with him. You know that he stays in uh, Castle Waterdeep now. Yeah. Uh, which is like the prison and training area for the guard and the watch. Right. It is a fortress. Yeah. And the last time you were there was when you were all given special allowance to meet with the castle enters before their execution. Right. So... I can talk to some people who might be able to get me an audience with him. Uh, We can make plans to go speak with him, perhaps. I trust your judgment on that. I'd rather... I'm going to need to step carefully, because he's not going to admit to this. And the other half of that is that he'll know what we're thinking. have the means of shielding thoughts. Any people that may be able to craft items for you to do that? No. Maybe that's something we need to research. It's a good idea. I'll tell you what I can do. I can see if there's any cats running around the city. See if I can get ears on the ground. I can find if he's going to be somewhere. It is personal for you. What happened that made it personal, if I can ask? Or is that personal? Uh, go ahead and make a investigation check. <laughs> to understand what it is he says. Yep. <laughs> 20. Dirty 20. From what he said earlier, he was killed. Oh, he got killed by them. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He was Hung out one of the victims of the first Oh, of the I missed that detail. Okay, yeah. got it. Yep. yep. He was figuring it out, and then he was like, 
he thinks that's why he was targeted. But Seisha, you remember in those notes, all of the victims of the Chameleon Killer, it was called the Chameleon Killer, yeah, because all of the victims were shapeshifters. Right. My understanding from this this clipping is that Volothamp was unveiled to be a doppelganger. No, no, okay. Volothamp Gadarm is a very famous bard, wizard, chronicle, all-around celebrity. Um, he Finest. unveiled the place where their oh, the okay. first unseen yeah. hideout was. Yeah. It was his reporting okay. of what opened investigations. I'm going to remove place. a note I just made. Okay. <laughs> Seisha, as you put together what's going on, yeah. Harold's going to lift one finger and just... Like he like with this look like I got a handle, don't sweat. But he he said that he'll see if what he the last thing he said was yeah. if he can you know, he'll see what he can find out and maybe find a place where Silvermane will not be at the castle. Right. That that would be outstanding. It'd be very useful. Um can Seisha glances at Harold. (laughs) Here's what I need. I need to observe him for about a minute. Hopefully not within distance of any thought reading. Then, if you all can call him away or get him somewhere out of there, Mm. I can get in to at least go through his offices and go through his living quarters to see if there's anything I can find within there. You want us to get you into Castle Water? No, no, no. I can get in. I don't... Okay. I just need to watch him for a minute. Oh, you just need him distracted? No, no, no. I need him to watch and then be out of the castle for a certain amount of time. Oh, you're going to turn into him and sneak in. And, And he just kind of brushes his like his rags and they slowly turn yeah. into a captain not a, a, like a city guard yeah. kind of uniform oh, like, yes delightful. I can I can right get in okay that's not the issue um remember and he does a perfect V like like double fingers <laughs> like I got y'all appreciate it okay <laughs> yeah if you ever need to get out of a sticky situation just call on me and I can so we're gonna out. we're gonna trick some doppelgangers with some doppelgangin. Uh, with some shape. Not doppelgangin, exactly. Oh, Here's the. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell the you. The root word, anyway. Here's the difference. I'm not getting into your head. Your thoughts are your thoughts, as they should be. Your privacy is your privacy. Trust me, and you don't doppel- want to be in there. Yeah, you're right. Because that's yours, and they should always be yours. <laughs> or a doppelganger is always out to steal, overtake, consume. That is their goal in life. Remember that. that. I don't agree with that. They're going to be very confused with what they get from me. If there's anything else we need from Vincent, I was just going to spend a little bit of time with him alone. Okay. All right. Um, What is your passive perception? Passive perception is 23. You just make it. Uh, you see Vincent very subtly casting something. Can oh. I make an arcana? Yeah, you can make an arcana. Wait, what is, what, what's my passive? Passive is 22. 22? He mm. just beats yours. 
Oh, okay. 15. You don't know what it is. Okay. No. Uh, but you watch his eyes kind of glow um, like almost like a golden color for a second. Okay. And he very intently looks at Liam as you are like changing your form in front of him. No, no, no. He was just changing his clothes. I just changed my clothes. Oh, okay. Got it. I thought when you said you did the A, you, you looked like V. No. No, he just I'm an did. actor. Just, I have yeah. the actor feet. Got it. Okay, yeah. Copy that. Yeah, he was just doing his clothes. Okay. Right. Um. Well, we'll meet back up with you at the bar. Yep. Meet you there. Okay. We have a lot to talk about. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you leave, uh, Vincent says... If you aim to put a finger on a man or make him swim with the fishes, I'd like to rub elbows and drink from the same bottle. All right. All right. Before we leave, you had a lead for me? Uh, he points towards the... The newspaper oh. clipping. Newspaper oh, clipping. okay. Yeah. Can I just have a moment with you, Mr. Trench? Alone? Of course. And once everybody clears out, Harold's going to... Mr. Trench, we've had a long working relationship with one another. I have a deep respect for your firm here and the investigations you've done for us. I have the utmost intentions of... I like what you cats have done to this alley. And I will do everything I can. a real alley cat out of this place. I'm doing everything I can to protect your interests and mine. I have a feeling that I've come into some information that may have shed some light on the nature of who you are and what it is you're doing on some level. I want you to know that if I'm correct, and we don't need to confirm or deny, but if I'm correct, and you're a cat whose thumb's been backwards, that information stays entirely with me and I intend, as always, to protect everyone here in our neighborhood, just like you have protected us, and I can only hope that you could continue to do that despite that knowledge. I need you to make a persuasion check. Absolutely. This is why he's the talker. <laughs> oh. 17. 17? Oh, okay. Didn't roll great? <laughs> no, did not roll great. And you watch his demeanor shift, and you, what's your passive uh, perception? 16, not, not bad, honestly. 16? You see his nails grow a little bit longer, uh, doesn't fully shift. Sure. Um, and kind of sits back on a, a disadvantage. His demeanor changes, and his speech pattern changes. The one thing that I will tell you for certain is that there is nothing that I love more than this city other than myself. I have deep respect for anybody or anything that's helping us. I have no ill will towards you. And I told you what I am. Nobody. I put it together after a conversation. Once they explained to me a certain thing. I did a little bit of detective work of myself, and I remembered you, the hair in your bed. Put two and two together. I think you could respect that. 
But I assure you, everything I've heard, everything I know, dies with me. That's why I let everyone leave. I have no intentions of selling you out or stopping you from what you're doing because everything I've seen, whether you're good or bad, doesn't matter to me. It's helped us. It's helped people. It's saved lives. And it stopped bad people. That much having been said, I felt like eventually you'd find out anyway. You are one of the sharpest minds in the city, and I didn't want to keep a secret from you. The moment I knew, I knew I had to tell you. So now that I've put it together, you know. However you want to take that information is up to you. He nods, and it just kind of eyes you, trying, like, reading you. Harold's being completely honest. Mm -hmm. Like I said, kid, you put on a good beat. You done good for this alley. You make this alley cat happy. You done the same thing. I continue to do the same with you, whatever it takes. There's only one thing I want you to promise me, kid. Anything. When you find them, I'm there. You'll be there. And Harold will kind of tip his hat. It'll turn into Vincent's hat as he puts it back on, and he'll walk out the door. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh. I thought I was going to die there. <laughs> I was like, well, this is where Harold gets eaten and nobody ever sees him again. <laughs> yeah, let's just tell the Rakshasa, hey, I know what you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure it's fine. He's a detective. I was like, it'll only be a matter of time. I might as well just get it out. Yep. <laughs> right? But, um, so with that, uh, Liam, you kind of head off to start your perusing of getting into sure. uh, the Castle Waterdeep, kind of figuring it out. Gonna kinda, we'll see over the next couple days if Vincent Trench can get you a, hey, he's going to be out of the office, you know, mm-hmm. at this time. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even Liam, you could find that out as well, or for perusing that. But we're going to go ahead and move kind of down just a bit to the next uh, thing, uh, and that is the but, following day. Uh, but I would like to say thank you, Jeff, for joining yes, our table. Thank you, Jeff. And yes, we uh, will see you again at some point uh, in the near future. Yes. As you got to bring down the unseen. Yes. Yeah. 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 There's one person I need to find. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exciting. Thank you to Christina and Jeff. Y'all Yay. the best. Thank you, guys. Uh, you know, very old friends of ours from the LARPing days. Um, yeah, uh, but it is the second day, and we all know what you promised someone on this on the second day. B. Yeah, we're gonna do that. As you are approached by a rainsman outside the tavern window, you see a nondescript commoner stagecoach. He greets you. Tells you that he's your driver to your vacation destination and pointedly asks if anyone else will be joining you on your journey. Uh, Vinley? I have big sunglasses and a big floppy hat to kind of just hide my face, and I'm like, I'm so excited. It's fall. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, it's even V also has like Goth a. Goth going to the beach. Yeah. A little, yeah, like a little bag. Yeah, just. Looking like we're going on a little day vacay. Hey, hey, V. Yeah. Um, she kind of, before she heads out to the carriage, um, when you do this today, just remember you're about to shatter everything she knows and understands. Yeah, I'm aware. Just be gentle. <laughs> 
Why wouldn't I be gentle? I just ruined this whole woman's life. It's a hell of a thing to have your life turned upside down. You know that. I do. Are you indicating that I wouldn't do that? No, I just needed to say something to make myself feel better. Okay. Okay. Um, well, then th thanks, I guess. Thank you. I'll yes. put a hand on your shoulder and be like, you've got this. You're the best person for the job, and I'm proud of you. And I'll give you a bit of inspiration, right. just in case. Job, and hey, I'll be there, too, to help if you need me. This is just something that she needs to know. Yeah. And this is the only way to Prove it. get her to understand. And, um, yeah, so she just sort of turns and leaves. All right. Okay. Bye. Um, one, where are you all going? Uh, I thought the stagecoach. You said it's the driver guy. Yeah, there is a stagecoach that's kind of like, you know, to go somewhere. Uh, right. If you uh, could, because Vinley needs an uh, at least a 10 by 10 area. So V turns to Vinley. So what do you think is the best area? There's alleyways. There's the Blackstaff Tower. Did your mother, I don't remember, did she say she didn't want to go to the Blackstaff or... No, I think we were just trying to avoid her coming into the tavern. We're meeting her at the clothing store. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's in the... I forgot, sorry. Oh, she's in the carriage we yeah. get in? Yeah. And we're talking about where we're going to meet her? Yeah. And, and she's engulfed just... Engulfed in a layered commoner's cloak with a large, deep hood to hide her form. You see, is your mom in the carriage? Oh, hello. Um, so... Is the clothing store really the best place for this? Probably not. Well, let's find somewhere else. I have a question. Are you wearing the con's diadem? Uh, not yet. Okay, but you have it with you now? Yeah, I have okay. it in my little bag. <laughs> my, my, my beach day tote bag. <laughs> okay. Um, Why did we choose afternoon? to dress for the beach when we Be knew we were going to the top of a mountain? Well, it's not going to bother me. I've made a lot of decisions. I've been pressured into a lot of fashion decisions in the last 24 hours, I think, has been late. <laughs> okay. I'm just wearing, like, a sundress, and I'm like, why am I... Um, so do we just want to go to the Blackstaff Tower? I think it's the safest place to go, but technically I shouldn't bring people into the teleportation circle. Uh, it's fine. Okay. okay. Especially with your new badge. So we're doing that instead. Okay. Yeah. the clothing store. <laughs> that was a terrible idea. <laughs> Easy enough. You make your way over to the Blackstaff Tower, put your hand, speak the cantrip, Shout and eventually out. make your way to the uh, teleportation circle room. Mm -hmm. I profusely apologize for how many stairs there are. Um, when uh, V and her mom get into the circle, V you know, takes her mom's hands and goes, okay, just so you know, I'm here for you. Um, she nods and goes, uh, I mean, yes, we're just going to see where I grew up. I know. However. Also, who dressed you? And just like. What? I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, were judgingly. You something as I'm drawing roots and yeah. blood. And she goes, what you are about to see is going to be a really, really big shock, so just brace yourself. I understand I'm going to see my home destroyed. 
and in a flash of blue light, you instantly go from the warm, moderate climate of fall on the Sword Coast to the frigid, icy clutches of being 20,000 feet above sea level. It is to my bag of holding, and I pull out just literally anything else, <laughs> and I put it on over the sundress, and I'm like, okay, this she, is She, like, switches out the hats, like those fur hats, yeah, just <laughs> like a fur, like, cloak. <laughs> Uh, and it is almost as if the air from your lungs is ripped from you as the air here is instantly thinner. This seems to not affect any of the Goliaths that you are accompanied by, Vinley. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm glad for them. However, you both see Vanya instantly drop to her near knees as tears freeze before fully rolling down her face as she looks upon her old home. A multitude of Goliaths wander around a small city-sized encampment of massive fur-covered bone Karmok huts. They all encircle a, a circle of megalithic standing stones that mirror the seven mountainous peaks that surround the deep hidden valley. The area is washed by a sea of kaleidoscopic colors undulating in the prismatic spray of waving light in the aurora borealis. In the near distance, a small greeting party of fur and leather-wrapped goliaths walk towards your group. I'll pause and say, anybody could have joined if you so wished to be a part of this. I'll, only if V wanted us to. Yeah. I, I feel like I this is a very personal thing for me. Yeah. I wasn't going to invite anybody simply yeah. because like, this is such a private thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, just just me. I just yeah. wanted to make sure. That yeah. it just would have felt yeah, weird no, for I'm anyone else no, outside of Vinley. And right. I would say even Vinley's already starting to be like, all right, have a wonderful time. And she's starting to make her <laughs> way to so where the symbol of Jergal is that she made just to spend time there. Okay, got it. But as Vania drops to her knees, you hear her say, they're here. They're all still alive. There's uh, some people I want you to see. And um V tries to lead her to where the like elders would be. Uh, you see, she's not moving. They're all still alive, and I left them. You didn't know. I left my. There's home, no way you could have known. My family. I didn't even know until recently. Why? Why did this happen? Um. Is there anybody, like, walking by? Or you said, you said there's people approaching us. There is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you didn't appear, like, in camp. Yeah. You appeared, like, a, a, a couple Ad hundred Adjacent, too. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I, I don't know if you want to hear things from me or from uh, anybody in camp themselves. I w was hoping to maybe you know, give you the opportunity to s speak to some of them yourself and hear what happened from their perspective. Okay. Because I, I wasn't there, I'm just the messenger. And as you're approached, uh, eventually the Goliath greeting party sees who just appeared on their mountain. Yep. And as they get close, they take, they take a knee. Oh, and one more thing, uh, Mom. And then she... <laughs> I know it's a lot of shocks kind of back to back, but she pulls out the like antler necklace and puts it on, and she goes, I'm also um, the con now. <laughs> and as they take a knee, they both say, 
Mike Con. Yeah, like that. <laughs> and you see, like, confusion roll over her face, and there's, like, a, a little bit of anger, but it's more just, like, more confused than anything. Millie, did you steal... Did you steal that from your father's office? Actually, uh, father you, stole it from the Vedrox. Are you the one that caused all the trouble? What trouble? Which which trouble? <laughs> are you are you working with the slaving Rosnars? They stole a Voss no. from us. No, 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 I am not working with any slaves. Did you did you make a deal with the devil? No, I didn't do that either. Well, actually, I almost did, but we didn't. There was there was a tiefling and an Abishai there that night. Uh, um, that, I'm pretty sure that was a disguise. I'm just standing there like, hmm. <laughs> she's just pure confusion and just seeing her home back and then also trying to take in that as her, her two truths are butting heads right now. Yes, I know this is all very, very hard to take in, but it is important to know that I am not working with any uh, demons or slavers. Um, uh, we didn't want you and you know father to know that it was us who broke in because I wanted to take the necklace back. And so we just kind of made it look like it was those other people. Um, um. And what do you want to do with your mother? Um, and so I will say there's also um, one more thing if you feel like you're okay with that. Absorbing something even more. My entire world, my entire life is crashing before me. What is just one more wave amongst the Sure. Your life isn't crashing at all. Um, uh, uh, she, so, so V, like, just kind of rages for the sake of all of the little, like, ancestors and low and stuff to come out. And, and so I'm just like, the mother and grandfather. I'm trying to tell you that we are all here for you and support you and love you, and that no matter what has happened, that you are still a Vetorok. I think Vinley starts crying just like... She is in pure shock as just waterfalls of tears are pouring down her face as she looks at her mother and father. Um, I knew that there was no way you would understand or believe me unless you saw everything for yourself. I know this is a shock, but I didn't know any other way to tell you. It feels wrong for me to explain what happened to everybody because I wasn't there when it happened. I'm not the person who was affected by all of this. I All I did was just free them from their prison. Shall we call a council? We can. It is good to see you, Threadweaver. And she's just lost in everything as 
Her mother and father reach out to grab her hands and help lift her up off of her knees and guide her back home. I'm sorry all of this happened. I'm just trying to set things right. And eventually you make your way to the main hut where all of the elders are brought and you see recognition amongst all of them. But your mother is confused because they're not as old as she is. Right, everyone was preserved for 20 years. I mean, there there are elders, so the old Goliaths, but people she knew have not aged in her timeline, yep. so... Um, and you bring her in front of the council. They tell the story of what happened to them. Elifax betrayal. Joining with the Amber King. And everything that happened to the Veterans. And as she stands in the center of this room that encircles around her, are you sitting on your throne? I uh, don't, I don't start off that way, but I, I get there. I okay. Work, I work my way there. Good. Yeah, that's fine. Over time, you know, ease my way in. Yeah. Um. <sighs> I didn't know how else to tell you that Elerthak isn't who you believe him to no, be. No, it, it can't be true. Can't be. He's also not a Gathala. When I met your father, he was sad. Alone. But, but charming. Like a lost wolf looking for a safe place to stay. He had this way. This way of capturing everyone with his charm and his cunning mind. Everyone loved him. He helped us, and he helped the Aarakocra fight off the dragon, but we barely survived that. We rushed it back down into the mountain. I, I don't know what happened to him. All I know is that at this point, as far as I can tell, he's just been completely consumed by power. After the dragon, we had some time of peace, and he was in line to become Khan once he married me. Yeah, the power thing still checks out. Okay. But then tragedy stuck. On the walk he took with your grandfather, she looks towards her father, Khan Stoneguider. He came back bruised and broken once again. He came back and rallied everyone to finally kill the beast that took took you from me as he looks towards her father he said the tribe killed the dragon but were killed in the heat of the battle my father forcing him to live to save us to save you and gave him the Khan diadem and sent him back to us it was just me 
My mother, she looks towards Lo. Your father. And you. And she touches her belly. I couldn't bear being atop this mountain anymore. None of us could. Everyone. Everything was gone. Nearly your father as well. We survived. But it's not true. None of it's true. I'm sorry you were deceived like this. I don't know why. Great Watchers, what have I done? You haven't done anything. And she looks up to you. So? You, you haven't done anything wrong. You were lied to. You didn't know. And in a moment, you watch as your mother dissolves from the entitled woman that drowned herself in luxuries into a woman stricken with devastating confusion, grief. Throughout the time spent here, you see her be greeted by old friends that look like they haven't aged a day in the past 20 years. They call her a name she hasn't heard in two decades as they greet her as Thread Twister. You hear tales of them reminiscing old, old tales and how she earned her name. You learn that she used to weave tapestries that held the stories of her people and how they use, and how that they say that she could change fate with her threads by weaving the story beforehand. You can see she is full of conflicting emotions about this reminder of her old life. One being the grief she has for never weaving a tapestry of the Vetorox but also feeling like their fate was never sealed because she could not bring herself to wield it. Weave it. But most importantly, even as distraught as she is, she's full of joy and pride. After years and years of feeling abandoned, unloved, and nearly invisible, you realize that she wasn't, as she tells, uh, she wasn't abandoning you. She wasn't not there. She tells tale after tale of all the proud and embarrassing moments a mom loves to tell of her children. How she was reminded of her tribe when she looked at you and how she thought your father was teaching you to be strong in a world that was cruel. In the end, she no longer calls you Vio Meliana. She no longer calls you Agathala. She does not even call you V or Meli. She, like all the others, calls you Mai Khan or the Empress. I'll accept it. <laughs> and you've never seen your mother look more proud of you or be more happy with where they are or where she is currently. And as she speaks to all of these people, she tells you that she wants to stay here for a few days. I thought you would. <laughs> I'm 
Um, but I, I didn't know how to convince you to willingly want to leave for more than just a day trip. And then the council brings up something. What is your what is your plan with your father? Um, really quick, does uh, she know exactly what like uh, Ellerfact dad has been doing like this whole time with like his actual business? She has not been no. like she is not involved to like to okay. the point where. She right. has separated herself, and the only thing she really does in the city has been drowning herself in the luxuries that right. have been. So I decide to fill her in. At this point, I feel like I trust her enough to tell her what exactly Dad is doing as like a shady business with like a hobby, like a, like you know his hobby of um, you know enchanting people, forcing them to work against their will. You know, mining Gathon <laughs> steel. It's not a great hobby. Working with the biggest, you know, drug lord of the city, like those kinds of things. Um, just casual stuff. Just and casual. <laughs> and um, so I I tell her though that I believe that you know Ellerthak's fate should be decided by the Veterox as a whole. Okay. And that is my ultimate goal right now is to try to bring the Veterox as much justice as possible for what happened to, to them, to us. Okay, as you bring that up to the elders, um, they give you their standpoints. Okay. The Goliath way of justice is oh. exile or trial by combat to the death. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fine. <laughs> I'll uh, kill him. Well, I mean, <laughs> yes. Uh, but they bring up exile. Um, if he has been exiled before, yeah, clearly doesn't work well. <laughs> that is one of the points they make: is the that sticks. if he's been ev- exiled before and has devastated the tribe through pursuit of power, then he did it again in the way of the city dwellers. Then it stands to reason he will always find a way to survive and make sure he is on top. This is very dangerous. Um, and they ask, does your authority, do you have authority to exile in Waterdeep? I do not have authority to exile in Waterdeep. If anything, he has authority to exile me in Waterdeep. Okay. Um, they ask, uh, and they ask about the judicial system and how it works. It's a long, boring, complicated process, and I hate it, and they tend to arrest and kill the wrong people all the time for crimes, I might add. Not me, though. I, that's not... I'm different kind of cop. Okay. And I pop back out She's of the She's a wizard cop. It's different. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they ask you if there's a guarantee. I would watch that. Wizard okay, uh, they, they learn about that. Um, I explain all that I can yeah, yeah. about how Waterdeep works and how I really have no authority there. I just own a bar. Um, right. <laughs> Even then, I hardly run it. <laughs> uh, but during this time, your mother is silent on the issue. She does not argue for nor against either side, but you can tell she is too conflicted with emotions to decide what she wants. So. I, I know there's just so much to take in, but po- just please don't tell him 
I know any of this and, and have any plans. I, I... I don't know what to do with your father. All I can say is keep your brother safe. He knows as well. He, he has been here as well, and he is the one who said that we had to tell you immediately. And he, he and, and, I, and I knew I had to have a conversation with you about this, but uh, he, he really helped push, make all of this happen. Yeah. Um, so the council, they've made their stance known that they just want justice. Okay. Whatever you see is fit. If you believe the Waterdeep system can deliver that justice. Well, I guess if we decide to uh, dismantle <laughs> their entire society, absolutely. <laughs> Let's just bring the city to its knees. Sure, why not? Okay. Um, I'm not there. But ultimately, the punishment <laughs> is your decision, as you are their con. Okay, well, uh, I tried to be... Uh, no, they express their wisdom and their grievances as a group to tell you what their personal beliefs are. Yeah. But you are the one that can that chooses what the exact punishment is. Yep. Okay. You must choose what is best for the tribe and how you exact that justice. You okay. are the voice of the Vanguards. You have heard their voice, but you will now speak final say. Yep. Got it. All right. Well, juror um, number one. If that is what you want. I will be willing to make a decision, and I guess at this point, um, either try to find a way to bring in a justice using the judicial system in Waterdeep, or fight to the death. It's pretty, it's pretty black and white. Uh, they will bring up, do you have any other suggestions? Well, I had the great suggestion of asking you if you had suggestions, <laughs> um, and uh, that's sort of where I'm at right now. They bring up, if it were possible, there's extreme exile. What's you, extreme exile? You, they bring up the possibility that they have the ability to open gates to other planes. <gasps> oh man, maybe I should just fight him to the death. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that we can open portals to hell dimensions. <laughs> but it would basically be like you'd have to get them. you would have to get him back to the top of Honestly, the mountain. Honestly, he'd find a way to take that over too. <laughs> That's what I'd be worried about. Like we throw him in a hell dimension and somehow he he's, becomes an archdevil. Yeah, like <laughs> FAFO. Yep. But I, do it. I mean, we do know a guy. We know a few guys. Yeah. So, um, but only a few. All right, I will uh, think on this, Kay. and I will let you know. Um, I uh, do. I have like a quick way of communicating with the council on the star mounts. Um, like, I know I don't really have sending stones for us to use. Uh, I will say they can uh, fashion something for you in order to be the equivalent of a sending stone. Okay, cool. Just because I just think that would be a good line of communication um, for us to have. You, you actually... They um, know me as well. You have... They come to you and basically together your necklace. They tell you that as the diadem, you have the ability to speak to the council. Uh, and through your acts, you also have the ability to speak to your ancestors for their wisdom. 
Like yeah, you're. Room. Yeah, you have every every. I've got better a bunch rock. of like seashells, yeah, just, so yeah. I can like put it to my you ears. Pull listen, the antlers up. They're just like hello. Yep. Um, the you, that is the big thing. So your axe is sentient, and it literally holds the spirits of every former Vetterock. I do forget that we can chat. Yep. Yep. With those spirits, yep. they don't just help me fight. Yep. All right. Cool. All right. I will do that. Your mom will stay behind, and will again just reiterate: keep your brother safe. There is, uh, she does warn you that Ellerthak will notice she's gone. Won't she notice? Will. 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 Well, yeah, I anticipated that. <laughs> yep. But we'll she, she's like, I can't go back. Not right now. Okay. So. I understand. And Good just you. warns you to be safe, but that's kind of like why she's adamant about, like, protect your brother because your father's gonna know something's up. I know this isn't the best suggestion, mm-hmm. but what if we framed it like someone that we don't know kidnapped you? Do what kind you of must. do the trail, look at the scent off our trail. Yeah, we can, mm-hmm. we can you know, talk to Kind of like what that. we did when uh, I stole this necklace from your house. Hello. Mm. It was wonderful to meet you today again. I was the tiefling. Just confusion and worry. Yeah. Just, uh, but she's not uh, actually <laughs> a demon of any kind. Eventually, say your goodbyes, and you portal back. Karina, is there anything that you would like to do uh, in these three days? Is it things we previously discussed? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you so wish to do that, um, I know that you wanted to go to the field ward. Yes, uh, uh, I would like have. That. I would have spent time in the field ward, mostly. Uh, if other people are busy, then she's like, I'm just gonna skip right out and help out in the field ward a bit. Okay. Um, you notice all of the uh, reconstruction. There you go. Mm-hmm. I don't know the word I'm actually looking for, but the reconstruction that's happening, and you help all of the guilds, uh, and you are solicited by many of the guilds, uh, specifically uh, the, the Masons Guild, uh, if you would like to join. Oh, uh, absolutely. Okay. Uh, they will write up some paper, and you are officially part of uh, the guild. There are dues. Um, you do have benefits uh, and all of that. Nice. Um, benefits. <laughs> uh, benefits, baby. Yeah. But um, uh, throughout this help, I will say, and Seisha, I know that you would go up there and do educational stuff yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, I'd go teach classes. Um, I got too much. You see that the uh, the main presence here is a temple of uh, ill matter, which is basically um, a god of uh, suffering in the sense of taking the suffering on themselves. Mm. So, Mart- to take like a the pious god. Yes, to Mart- take the god to take the pain off of others. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they have basically triage tents uh, mm-hmm. to help uh, all of that, but you can see that there is actually a temple being built for Ilmater, as they have been the, the main um, structure here. Uh, you see that there are uh, a bunch of watch members now, and eventually you make your way to this old, like, three-story building, and it has a very sharp slant that kind of goes down to one story and outside there is a uh, a, just like a dirt field of training and you see 
a half-drow teenager teaching ranging, uh, and you see a an old, gruff, like um, blonde, dirty blonde hair uh, man with beat-up armor, and you know them. You learn their names as Evandria, <laughs> uh, who you saw befriend Halfier, Harold's brother, and Maloon War Dragon. Uh, who came to your bar with all of the very prestigious people, such as Blackstaff and What Mert. was that name again? Uh, which one? The second one, sorry. Maloon. Maloon. And he is teaching them uh, hand-to-hand combat. Uh, Seisha, you can also be there mm-hmm. and explain who these people are. And then you see this captain. He has a nice shiny badge, brand new, and across the banner over uh, the emblem of Waterdeep, it says... G-R-E-K apostrophe T. And you see a goblin named Grecht. Congratulations on your promotion, Grecht. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Promoted. Well Captain Grecht, thank you very I'm much. so sorry, Captain. Thank you. Well, Captain Grecht, it's wonderful to meet you. Oh, well, hello to you. <laughs> Is he, yeah, like, it adjusts his badge, like, hey, look at this. <laughs> Um, I do not believe I have a major acquaintance. Oh, hi, I'm Karina. The name is Grecht. Captain Grecht. Yes, I can tell. My <laughs> subordinates are already in line. Whoa, 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 whoa. I can tell by your shiny, shiny badge. Ah, that's right. First goblin to ever be a captain. Not so sure about that, but good for you. In the city of Waterdeep. Oh, okay. And uh, you both notice that Evandria and Maloon bring out a chest and open it up, and it is filled with guns. Oh. Uh, and uh, they are presenting it towards to all of the, uh, you know, the members of the watch, the BFG watch specifically, the Bully Field Guard. Yep. And um, right behind the house is the troll wall, which is the big, big, tall wall that separates the city from any outside threats. And you see a bunch of the haymen. uh, And uh, Evandria puts a gun in and goes, Now, learn what I've told you. Using a bow, this should be no different. It's like a crossbow, pull the trigger, and fire. And they all aim and after literal two months of her training, you see that they have extreme, pretty, pretty extreme accuracy. They all hit the Wonderful. target. Oh, that's and fantastic! It is a loud boom of a firing oh. range. Yep. Yep. Karina doesn't as, react. <laughs> as muskets. Yeah. She's. Now that's a taste of home. Um, but you see that they are like repeating, and mm-hmm. they can fire off multiple rounds. Uh, faster than the wands that the the drow had. Um, it's a fine engineering. Evandri <laughs> uh, goes, I didn't make it. Think, ah. think Orc Tongue had something to do with it. Oh, well, good on him. How have you been, Seisha? Uh, I'm okay. How are you? I'd be fine if uh, Hal feared he's a little clingy. Yeah, he seems to have taken to you. Yeah. What is he, like, 10? 
Something like that, yeah. How old is he? He's he's oh, ten. Oh, ten. Yeah, okay. yeah, something like ten. But you know, he's ten going on thirty. How yeah. are things in the city? Dark. You got the rumors we found? I did. Thank you. Hey, um, if you guys hear anything, anything about a Project Giant Star, can you let me know as soon as possible? Who's it tied to? Gathala. Anybody else? Manshoon. Okay. You're new. Yes. Hmm. Quite, actually. So what's your story? Uh, and she's gonna look to Seisha. My world kind of exploded and I wound up here, so... Just kind of figuring it out as I go. I'm a traveler, a bit of a Jill of all trades. It sucks. It does. It sucks really bad. I never knew my dad and my mom was killed by a bunch of dwarves. My parents just sucked. So, orphans for the win. <laughs> but uh, I try and come out here and help when I can when we don't have important things to do. Yeah, I hear that they're the ones, the reasons why this place is getting all cleaned up. Yeah. My family were marble masons, so I like to come out here and help with any of the stonework I can. To be fair, we were the source of the funding, but the actual effort has come from everyone here. Fieldward's building itself up. Yeah, it's a pretty good place. Mm -hmm. They're doing good work teaching the youth here. Defending themselves. <laughs> Some of these guys are twice my age. You can see she's like 16. Wait. Youth to me. Isn't everybody, though? Mostly. Yeah. <laughs> I, do you have Venli beat? I can't remember. No, Venli's older than me. Okay, okay. It's, uh, Fieldward's a pretty amazing place. It's kind of near and dear to all of our hearts. I would agree. Though I think it's near and dear to me for different reasons. Probably. I think you said you, um... You're not as accustomed to the um, more prolific races here on Toral. You're more no. accustomed to the centaurs and minotaur and goblins and. There's a lot of that here in the field board. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's more comfortable here for me. That makes sense. You know, I kind of agree. Hmm. I like it here. I find the people are much more genuine. Yeah. I agree. Hey, Karina. What? Um there was something I meant to mention to you. How how um Karina's a druid. How um into like nature are you? Oh, I don't do a lot of nature at all. It's mainly stars. Okay. All right. There, there's a group here in um, Waterdeep called the Emerald Enclave, and they are sort of the, the preservers of the natural world here. Um, See, Evandria kind of shift her head. 
not exactly the best at that. My attempts at green thumb are that I'm gonna try to druid craft a flower as a constellation grows up and blooms into this constellation shimmering flower. That's that's about all I got, green thumb. <laughs> all right. I was going to see if you wanted to go meet with them, but tuck it behind my ear. I guess that's not your bag. No, I don't think so. But if you know any other spark lords, astronomers, anybody that likes to build things or examine the sky. Oh, I know who you need to meet. Oh, what's their name? Fizz, 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 Fizzwick? Your voice always gets that gravel when you get really excited. Yeah. Um, Fiswick is, I think it's Fiswick. Is it Fiswick? Who are you talking about? What do you do? <laughs> trinkets and trunkets. Oh, oh I already, already met uh, her. And that oh. is, yeah, she's uh, already been there. That's oh, okay. where she got Zilpip. everyone's gifts from. I don't think, it's Zilpip. 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 Zilpip is the owner of Trinkets and Trunkets. Oh, I've been there. Oh, you have? Mm-hmm. Zilpip is a trip. Love it. I really like Zilpip. I get really excited when I see Zilpip, and and we get excited at each other, and it's a lot of fun. That tracks. Yeah. Um, But uh, after a couple of days of this, spending time in the field ward and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, uh, you have an option that you brought up with Mama Uwe, if you wish. Yes, if I can, I would love to do that. You want to cut it now? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think we can do it in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you said no to that. No, 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 no. Go to this. Okay. It's <laughs> not your hand motions. <laughs> Go to this and then. Okay. But. Well oiled uh, machines. Well oiled. Well oiled machine. Sometimes that single brain uh, cell is not firing. Yeah. Sometimes the, the mouse fire. falls asleep in the wheel. <laughs> the mouse falls asleep in the wheel. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but uh, still, cheese. wibbly wobbly timey wimey, we'll f- pick up a couple things next week. Um, mm-hmm. But as we're getting near to the end of our time here at Southern Fried Gaming Expo. Uh, but stay, yes, staying on Karina, uh, were there other things you were doing over these three days? Um. At night, she has been going to the window of her room and looking up to the stars. She says, me again. I don't even know what I'm doing or what gods are here, but things are rough. Everyone here has history. Everyone here has people. I've, I've made friends, but it's been, what, a couple weeks? And they've all known each other months, and they know all the shopkeepers, and they know all the restaurant owners, and they know every single person here, every person we meet, there's history, and there's fun, and there's excitement. I don't have any of that. And if there's anyone in these stars that can listen... I would just very much like someone to have that kind of connection with. And after three nights of prayer, where you once prayed for everything and everyone to go away, you now pray for the opposite. 
after this night of hoping something hears your call, you drift off to sleep. A sleep that takes hold in your consciousness, drifts into the dreaming within the ethereal plane. For a moment, you have an out-of-body experience and watch all color fade from your form as dread and grief grip your heart and eventually darkness takes hold of everything. You soon realize you do not recognize the area surrounding you. In the distance, there is a pillar of soft white light radiating up into the sky, the only source of light and possible hope you can see in this bleak world. In front of you is a long and lonesome road devoid of any color. Steep and treacherous crags creating mountainous cliffsides jut out of the uneven terrain. Decayed forests and barren terrain fill the landscape. The sky above slowly swirls like rolling clouds in a sea of oil and water. Every inch feels as if it was intentionally designed to make you uncomfortable. No stable footing greets your step where each fall of the foot feels like you are walking upstairs or stepping off one to twist your ankle. The shadows move unnaturally, never giving you a moment's peace of mind. And every time you try to calm your thoughts, you see another figure lurking in the shadows with malicious intent. You come across a barren field littered with a sea of swords, thrust into the hard earth like broken and off-kilter grave markers of the fallen. Each step more dangerous than the last, worried that if you fall or misstep, your body will be added to the litter of bones amongst the blades. Every building or bridge you walk past is nothing more than the skeletal remains of a stone-stacked ruin. Even for objects, you feel the grip of death as each structure feels like a rib cage or fingers pulling up from the ground and left scattered on the scarred earth they are now left forgotten on. You eventually find a pathway lined with haunting trees filled with bleak leaves silhouetted by the image of the growing tower in the distance. It feels unsettling and fills you with dread as you look upon light emitted from shadow itself. The angles of this fortress are sharp and pointed. The angles of this fortress are sharp and pointed, all reaching towards the heavens, and you feel a thousand eyes fall upon you. From the trees, as you hear an unnerving and indescribable amount of ravens begin to caw at you. Suddenly, they all fly towards forward from every direction, and you are engulfed in a swarm of deafening, raving screams as it all fades to black. In the emptiness, you are left with nothing more than feeling of grief, remorse, sadness, loss, guilt. But these are not forced upon you. No, it is because in this moment, you relive every moment of your life. Every happy moment, every laugh, every moment of camaraderie, love, hope, and even the moments you took for granted they were a little bit less joyful at the time you experienced them. And what is a moment Karina fixes on, fixates on at the moment? She fixates on a luau with her friends on this big island that is a giant turtle who is singing along to the luau music. And she remembers being aggravated that 
her friends had gotten a little too drunk and they were being a little too loud. And she misses it. And what is your true last name again? Larova. Oh, is it? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's not the, the one you replaced it for? Uh, the replaced one was Greatheart. Okay. So originally it was Greatheart. No, uh, originally it was Larova. Her family disowned her. She made it. And she took Got Great it. Heart yep. from her friend. Okay. Yep. I have heard your words, Karina Larova. You have suffered greatly. And you alone hold the memories of a lost and nearly forgotten world. Huh? You look around and you see no one. The only thing that catches your gaze is a nearly invisible stone floating and pulsing in the darkness. A stone you do not understand, nor trust to approach. With each word, the stone pulsates to the sound of the soft feminine voice. And with each vibration, you see the outline of a face that looks like what your mind can only comprehend as shadow birthing light into the image of a pale porcelain woman with a thin and twisting crown veiled in darkness. I feel death following you. And once again, it approaches soon. It is not your doing, but it is familiar and still comes nonetheless. The death it will rot is not natural, nor will those lost be remembered unless something is done. I cannot give you back the life you lost, but I can give you the power to never let them be forgotten. Do you accept my gifts? Who are you? How do you know me? Please. I am the queen of those lost, and the memories will never be forgotten. Can you promise me that? Not in my fortress. I accept. Um, she has a, sti- <laughs> has a stipulation. Okay. When you eventually meet Kelimvor for the last time, be mine. How will I know it's the last time? Your memories and all those of the world you left behind will remain in my fortress of memories. And until that time, I ask you to collect the memories of those that fall. And if this world fails, carry the burden of witnessing it. Okay. And to answer your question, Kalimbor will let you I will grant you knowledge pulled from my fortress to help you understand what has happened in order to possibly stop what is to come. Do you accept? Yes. And there is a moment where you see a swarm of ravens surround you. And one after another, they just crash into you 
and just explode into ethereal light. And you see a myriad of visions happen in an instant. You first see a red comet give birth to the first light to touch Toral as meteors fall away from the comet and give birth to aboliths in the tempestuous primordial seas. You see a massive creature of black hooves and writhing tendrils touch the world. From that touch burrs the births the first terrestrial-born monsters. You watch a sundering of one world split into two mirror-dimensional halves, as well as a creation of the spheres causing the planes to be cut off from the connections of the void of space between by the creation of the Tablets of Fate. You feel the presence of something powerful and unfathomable turn its gaze towards the realms it can no longer reach. You see a living gate discovered by three gods roaming the Astral Sea. You watch the crystal guardian of the gate, destroyed later by one of those gods, and the gate open, causing the corruption and fall of Therizadun, and causing the first incursion of Far Realm into this world. You watch an entire civilization denounce the gods and forge a dagger from the hate in their souls in a massive self-sacrifice. You see three mortals from eons long past use the dagger in their own pursuit of deification to kill a god made of boiling mud. They leave the dagger embedded in, in the god as they are given the domains of strife, murder, and death, as they are apothesized by the god that once held all three. You see those same three now known as the gods Bane, Baal, and Mercule, stealing the tablets of fate created by the overgod Ao. You watch as Ao punishes the gods and makes them all mortal for this and many other reasons. There is a montage of many gods dying, including the three that stole the tablets. The death of the third, Mistra, goddess of magic, causes a spell plague of blue fire that burns through the lands. Somewhere on Toril, you see a man in purple armor as he looks upon an unknowable horror and unwillingly turns against his allies and weeps. Unable to escape the madness that fills his mind, he then binds their flesh to his armor as it now looks like twisted, screaming faces and flesh. Somewhere else, a green hag encounters a black stone in the shape of an acorn at the bottom of a deep well, causing the beautiful area around it to become unhallowed as aberrant horrors are birthed into the world once again. Your mind then notices a castle of mentally ill prisoners being experimented on by a malicious woman as she weakens their mind by forcing madness upon them with the essence of the Far Realm. She pulls the corrupt blue fire from them and solidifies their souls into a burning black quartz crystal shard. You see the same hag once again, running her coven out of the interior of the tavern you now call home. She enters an arcane door in the cellar that leads to a large black pool of ichor that shimmers with a hint of silver. She drowns herself in it along with four other cultists. She emerges as an aberration, but the other four do not as she binds their souls to the house. You see the horrors uh, she does to innocent lives and the one young woman she corrupts and turns into a hag before the original old crone is killed by the city's sacrosanct order of the gauntlet. You see a man devote his life to Tiamat in hopes that she will grant him the ability to change his life for the better through the power she promises in the form of a great throne. You see him betrayed by the chaotic queen of dragons he summoned and vows to denounce all faith and seek to destroy all that claims divinity. 
you watch a hidden, serene god of tranquility and enlightenment be stolen off a mortal ship before he is corrupted by the dark glass in a ritual performed by the man in purple flesh armor, the masked man who turned against the gods, and a hag touched by madness. His consciousness now imbued into all within the dark trio's cult, creating a hive mind. You watch a doctor with chattering teeth that fills the mouths of his hollow, empty eye sockets, mouths, and hands use dark magic to call forth the stone of Golor to find the hidden and lost god-killing Jathamin dagger. You watch as the man in purple armor and the corrupt god of serene psychic power pull the dagger from the heart of the boiling mud pit and kill Bane, the god of strife as he comes to protect the one thing he fears. You watch as a familiar paladin woman make a deal with a hag in a swamp in trade for the life of a child. You then see time flash forward as the paladin is forced to uphold her end of the deal as she watches Lara, her mother and goddess of illusion, to be slaughtered by the dagger wielded by the man in purple, now empowered by the black gauntlet stolen from Bane. Everything fades to black once more before you hear the piercing cry of a raven that pulls you from your slumber. And that is where we're going to end tonight's story. Oh, that was scary. A lot has happened. Just a little bit. Thank you all so much for joining us. Thank you all uh, to Southern Fried Gaming Expo for having us here for our live show. it ha- Ooh, that was a lot in a, in a little bit. Yeah. yeah, a lot in a little bit. So thank you uh, to our guests, Christina and Jeff, yes. for joining us. Uh, hope to see them at our table soon once again. If yep. not for this story, maybe another. We'll see. Um, but be excellent to each other. May you always roll with advantage. Good night, everybody. But that's where we're going to end this part of the story. Trust me, there's more to come, and you don't want to miss it. D4 is a 5e Dungeons & Dragons live actual play stream and podcast starring co-DMs Dustin Fletcher and Devin Henderson. With Katie Downey as Seisha Vallisbart, Patrick Logan as Voss, Ethan Monsor as Harold Hovelton, Katie Adkins as V. Vetterock, and Rhea Sunshine as Vinley Gallinodel. To find out where to subscribe, buy merchandise, or join our community with extra content on Discord and Patreon, visit d4dndrpg.com. Please consider taking a moment of your time to rate and review us online and tweet us at D4DNDRPG as word of mouth and recommendations will help us continue to grow so we can share stories with you all. Thank you for listening and being excellent to each other.